And but what's funny is like everyone else thought it was nice and a big success, and you're just the one sitting there fuming about the logistics <laughs> of it and how, how fucked it was. It was such a misstep, brother. It was so mishandled. Like it was like literally every single thing I said was tr- happened. I was like, "Don't bring the cake." Like, how are you going to cut it up? When are you going to serve it? Like, where are you going to put the cake while you we're feel waiting like for the, the fucking food? oracle in the right. matrix? <laughs> I was like, like "Where are you going to get the plates from? Where are you, you going to bring a knife? Or are you going to ask for their knife?" And all, all this stuff And then it just fucking happened He was like I don't know I hadn't really thought about it He's like I fucking know brother yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm trying to tell Cause you Because you're, ca- you're carrying A chocolate mousse cake And we're on our way To beach burrito <laughs> <laughs> You're walking through Garima place With something sloppy Okay And that's never and Where you want to be sloppy fella Is telling you that's Do right. not bring that cake <laughs> don't, don't bring that slop With you <laughs> Bring me with you Leave that slop behind <laughs> Alright, let's start this podcast. Welcome once again aboard Beef Station. Join us as we rocket through the stars at the speed of sound. I'm Oscar. I'm Andrew. Damn, we're back to the silly open. Yeah, that's kind of. I'm gonna say Mrs. Doubtfire inspired. <laughs> good, good shit. Well, uh, welcome. I, I was gonna try and uh, do a Mrs. Doubtfire like little riff off the back of that. It's been too long since I've seen it. I haven't seen it, yeah. and I realized oh, that halfway through, where I was like, "Hello, oh no, I can't." You were just gonna do Dame Edna. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Including possums, including all the rest of them. Yeah, I have some opinions about trans people. Yeah, exactly. Um, that was me in character. I was wasn't doing the voice. I'm fine. Tra- I'm, I'm fine with it. Um, here we are. We're we're back for our. Oh fuck! I'll tell you what. We forgot to look up. We forgot to look up what no. We forgot to look up what number spooktacular this is. Oh right, yeah, of course. Let's so play, let's just play, play the Nintendo Wii music for a second. Hold on. Uh, all right, we're back. Uh, spooktacular number six. Damn. Ooh. Which is funny because this ha- has not been going for six years. But no. that's all right. No. It's not, an, it's not an annual thing. No, because we've, we've had this argument quite a few times. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. so we've been going since 2018. Yep. Which is crazy. Yo. Uh, that is nuts. So that's already five years. Mm. And then mm. we did two in the first year. Yeah, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. Yeah, okay. Doesn't it's sound right, but it is. Yeah. No, uh, you're right. You've, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and we did two in the first year, so that's that's how we come to six. Is that all right? Yeah, that feels like you. That feels like you're wrong, but you're right. Mm. But that's like Which a pretty. That's a pretty often. good summary of our friendship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, yep. So uh, well, I think this is going to be the first time in a little while that we're really going to time this to properly hit the internet around. Halloween. Oh, true. We are I don't getting think well ahead. Aren't we, we have never, ever, ever posted one of these before Halloween. Wow. The listeners are seeing the upload date on well, this. Well, you can't post it before Halloween, I think. I think you should. You reckon you... So what? So people can listen to it on yeah. the 31st? No, so that people can be like... So it'll be like, <laughs> so they're like recommendations for horror movies for Halloween. Oh, speaking of which, I should mention Sissy that's coming up. <laughs> Right. Uh, could you could you not have just kept that up on the old Rolodex no, up there? If I didn't mention it to you, it was getting immediately forgotten. <laughs> just archived. A sieve anyway. would be nice to have up here, brother. It's I've got a like a kind of 
fishing net with a lot of holes in it. Yeah, your brain is just the stuff that gets stuck in the bottom of the plug yeah, hole. I've got a lobster trap that doesn't yeah. get checked very fucking often because a lot of lobsters <laughs> escape from it, dude. It's, it's, it's a bit of alfalfa and a, a noodle from <laughs> yeah. pasta three nights ago. Yeah. Yeah, yep, it's all kind of red it. from half a glass of red wine that you swilled down there. That's exactly I have to go clean right. my sink. Um, <laughs> this is our spectacular. Uh, it's our, uh, our our sixth annual uh, non-annual. No, no, we do them annually. This is the sixth one we've ever done. Okay, so we exist annually, yeah. and we've done six of these. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, here we are. Horror movies. That's what we're doing. Um, we did doing two. We did one that we watched a little while ago that we thought would just fit in with this th- theme quite nicely. It's mm-hmm. called Bodies, 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 yep. and it's directed by Helena Rain. I'm gonna say I'm gonna go with that. Yeah, sure. Uh, which that is more right. of like a slasher, silly horror thriller kind of thing. I would say in in the broad spectrum of horror movies, this is closer to like a scream. I would say, yeah, uh, kind of a then, modern like murder house kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> like a dumb way of explaining it. So it's, yeah, <laughs> is murder yeah. house a thing? I th- I don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> It's about to be if you keep making fun of me, brother. Uh, <laughs> and Barbarian, which is directed by Zach Kreger, and it's just coming out. Uh, it's just come out in the last couple of weeks as we post this. Yeah, we went to a preview screening that was before this, and it's being released after this as of recording. So <laughs> yeah. catch it soon. Yeah. So I think if I do manage to edit this quickly, which we never do, but if I if I do, then it really will be like brand new in the cinemas, kind of right as this is fresh off, off the, the presses. presses. Yeah. Yeah. Fresh off the presses, really. It can be fresh off the presses. <laughs> Not me. Uh, anyway, uh, that's <laughs> that's what we've got. <laughs> that's what we've got. What about pressed uh, apple juice? Ooh, now that's that's, something that's I, fresh off the presses. That's something I really wouldn't mind having fresh off the presses. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just not those kind of presses that you were thinking of before. <laughs> Some apple juice all contaminated with newsprint and just pulp and shit. <laughs> well, pulp would be fine. Throwing apples into the printing press. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have fun. Yeah, we have fun. That's so stupid. That <laughs> might be the stupidest thing I've said on the podcast. And oh, brother, let's, that let's, is saying let's, something. Yeah, I was going to say, let's, let's, not, let's not go too far. I'll leave that in the, in the mind of the listeners to decide. <laughs> <laughs> Write us in if you can think of something stupider than Andrew said on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Yeah, all right. Uh, here we go. Uh, Shall we go with the news? They'll just be like, your opinion about eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. <laughs> 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 Let's do it. All right. Ching, 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 Damn, a rare misfire yeah, from me you on that one. Fucking nearly tripped me up. Yeah. Bro. <laughs> I was scrambling, scrambling. It's like watching someone fuck up the second hurdle in the I Olympic did. race. <laughs> Just they're constantly recovering from then on. I tripped into a whole ass different dimension on that one. Um, Your right. mouth like floated off, and you were trying to grab it for the whole theme. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, here we go. Scarlett Johansson says Joaquin Phoenix fled the set of her during her bizarre fake orgasm recordings. Quote, he was losing it. Uh, Scarlett Johansson revealed on Dax Shepard's Armchair podcast that her orgasm recordings for the movie Her resulted in Joaquin Phoenix fleeing the set. Uh, he starred in the Spike Jones directed drama as a man who falls in love with his, female, with his phone's female voiced operating system, voiced by 
Scarlett Johansson. Mm-hmm. The two have a sexual relationship in the form of phone sex, which required Johansson to record herself fake <laughs> orgasm. I suppose it is phone sex, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> he left the studio. He needed a break. Uh, Johansson added, you don't want to hear your voice ever. You definitely don't want to hear what you sound like having an orgasm. You definitely don't want to hear what you sound like having a fake orgasm. Ew, it's so gross. It was so bizarre. Um, so she's describing her own reaction there. Yeah, what the fuck? But maybe so they were they feeding his audio into her performance, like to react to. Do you know what I mean? Because if they were yeah. doing that, that's fucked up. He would then have to listen to his own all right. performance. We we I I got I got to read the but article. But surely all of one. her she was never. What, hang on, <laughs> I got to read Sorry. the article. I've just realized something. How much of her do you reckon Scarlett Johansson was on set for? All right, here we go. This is the next paragraph explains Perfect. that. Perfect. Samantha Morton was originally cast as as the character Samantha in her, and the movie shot with her reciting the phone's dialogue. Johansson replaced Morton in post production, yes. re-recording all the dialogue and filming additional scenes with Joaquin Phoenix. Right. Okay. Um. God, it's got to be fucking brutal to get to post production and just be like. <laughs> Your character has to go. It's just not working. Yeah, brutal. <laughs> Post-production. Like, you're, um, you're done, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I, the, the article doesn't explain... Yeah, it doesn't explain it. It just says, we tried to get through one take and he was losing it. He left the studio. He needed a break. And then the rest of it's just describing how weird it was for her. I feel like a lot of the way that... Sorry, man. The way that he must have been losing it must be conveyed through her tone of voice. Because he could have been laughing. He could have been... He could have been busting his nut. He could have been crying. <laughs> you never know. You just don't know. Him like actually busting his nut. Yeah. And then, then being like, oh, how did, how did you fake it all? He's, like he's, he's <laughs> so method. Yeah. And she's like, oh, it's weird. He did one He did one take fake orgasming and then have to leave the set. Like, yeah. Oh. And then he, he had like a... He, Needed like a few hours in between takes. <laughs> yeah, he was being a real diva. He refused. <laughs> yeah, he was like, "Sorry, sorry, it's it's actually really normal to need some time." Yeah, yep, yeah. All right, uh, uh, how's this one? Not so me this one is okay. So this one, I would say, is probably not funny. But the way that the headline is written is very funny. Okay. Where is this from? What's the institution? Uh, Variety. Okay, great. Seth Green says, Bill Murray picked me up by my ankles and dropped me in a trash can at age nine. I was horrified and I cried. Yeah. Wasn't going to read out the second bit. Uh, (laughs) He, I'm not sure about a lot of the details on this, but he also did just settle a $100,000 sexual harassment lawsuit against her. Oh, really? Oh, man. Uh, so that I thought it was funny that they put that in the news recently, but I wasn't sure if that was like related to something. Yeah, he like sounds like it's related to something. That's for sure. Like, it was other people were there as well, but he like mounted her and kissed her like through the masks that they were wearing for COVID stuff, and that was Ugh. what he was talking about when he was like, um, "I did something that I thought was a funny joke, and it's not taken as a funny joke, and so you have to live, laugh, learn," and it's like. I don't know if that was... <laughs> I, I think that's more that you used to be able to get away with shit that you thought was funny and no one else thought was funny and these days you can't get away with it. But yeah, yeah. he's a bit... I I think it was a fairly big old man moment and also he did sexually harass someone. Yeah, good shit. Um, all right, this one's good. Th- this headline will be good. Sick. Here we go. Right. Um, 
Invisible Man director <laughs> Lee Whannell calls so out... This is new Invisible Man with Elizabeth Moss. Yeah, the new yep. one. Uh, so, The Invisible Man came out in 2020. Uh, Elizabeth Moss, directed by Lee Whannell, who is yep. a Saw guy. Yep. Um, Invisible Man director calls out review posted by online comedian Limmy more than two, <laughs> more than two years after he posted it. <laughs> 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 Lemmy, for those of you listening at home, Scottish comedian, yeah. sketch comic that now does the, Twitch, Twitch streaming <laughs> for a living. Lemmy has been attacked online by by the director of The Invisible Man 2020 uh, for a review that he posted about the film more than two years ago. The Scottish comedian, whose real name is Brian Lamond, mm. uh, wrote on Twitter in uh, June of 2020 that he initially enjoyed the horror film before finding out that it had too many plot holes. Uh, now the film's director has surfaced this week in the comments saying, one of my followers just reminded me of the time this guy was started critiquing The Invisible Man and I was wondering if any of my UK friends could review his work for me. What? Uh, in a since-deleted tweet. Yeah, was he coked up or something? That's so petty. <laughs> one of my fuck? One of his followers replied, who, who is this? <laughs> and the director added, I don't know, but he started shitting on the film and I was like, Hey there, filmmaker here, and he got a bit sheepish and was like, "Oh, sorry, I didn't think you'd see that." And I was like, "It's the internet, cocksnot. Everyone can see it." Oh, cocksnot. What are you? <laughs> fuck <laughs> off back to Reddit, man. Yeah. Um. In in uh, in his original review, Libby said, "I really liked it at first. I liked how it wasn't just about a literal invisible man. It's <laughs> it symbolized this and that." Uh, but as it went on, there were we were, fuck, so we were fucking shouting at the plot holes. Somebody opens a vein at one point. Two minutes later, it's like it never happened. No cut, no blood. Fuck all, and just tons of other things. Why would she do this if she just done that? What happened to the thingy? Why would? How come? <laughs> as if that would happen. Can you imagine two two years later, someone saying something that innocuous and it just getting under your I, skin? Oh, dude, it's such like, just he's fragile not, ego, he's man. He's not even saying that much. No. He's kind of just like... He's the, being funny on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. He's a comedian, dude. That's his fucking job, okay? Yeah, it's good shit. How much did you get paid to do The Invisible Man, brother? Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Just don't have Twitter, okay? You should probably just not have Twitter. If you're able to read any comments, like, if you... If you, as soon as you hit a big enough following, you shouldn't be able to read tweets. You should only be able to fire them off. <laughs> there should be a separate section of Twitter that you get moved to when you hit the age of sixty. It's, it's yeah, like, I it's mean, like, I don't think he's there yet, but maybe yeah. not. But John Cleese should just be shadow banned. Absolutely, <laughs> and also like every British person, just that whole island at the moment. Yeah. Just, oh fuck. We gotta, we gotta put a big wall around it until we figure out what the fuck's going on over there. I tell you. <laughs> Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Um, the Liz Truss Memorial Wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's about to lose her job. Yeah. I'm she's hoping. I'm hoping by the time this comes out, she'll have been fucking <laughs> deposed. That rules. Um, okay, here's one. I, I suppose. Uh, we'll just just we'll just present it. Mm-hmm. Ryan Johnson confirms Daniel Craig's character detective Benoit Blanc is gay. It just seems like a very unnecessary this thing. Seems to like, like <laughs> this is this is Dumbledore all over again. Yeah, like right? who's just, asking? Is Benoit Blanc gay? Is that necessary in the? I mean, maybe it's in the sequel, but it wasn't maybe. really in the fucking first yeah. movie. Responding to whether, uh, oh, hold on. Um, uh, apparently, there's there's a particular scene that indicates that uh, Benoit Blanc lives with a man. In uh, one or two. 
in two, oh, uh, apparently. Okay. Uh, and some journalist asked, uh, does that mean he's queer? Uh, <laughs> sorry, I meant it so like, does that mean he's queer? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how it sounds like the journalist asked. Does that mean he's queer? <laughs> he's not gay. Is that like a, is that like a my, my two aunts thing? Is that like what 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 is it? What do you mean by that? You're saying he's gay. I what does he mean? I is think he he's pretty cool, actually. <laughs> Sleep in a bunk bed. What's the bedding situation? <laughs> Tell us about the beds. That's right. Sorry, you mean he lives with him and a friend and six other guys, and they all <laughs> yeah seven dwarfs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And they'll sleep like, oh, shh. <laughs> Come on, no. tell us, Ryan. The ant- the answer from Ryan Johnson was apparently, oh, when I said that Benoit Blanc lives with another dude, uh, does that mean he's gay? The answer was, yes, he obviously is. There's nothing in the... Well, I don't know if that was necessary mm. elaboration. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have you seen his fucking outfits, dude? <laughs> he obviously... He can he's obviously- dripped up the wazoo. <laughs> he doesn't have a roommate. Yeah, right. exactly. His 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 fits go nuts. Dude. He's of Gen course X, he's baby. Gay. Of course <laughs> he's all set up. If he wanted stable housing, he'd have it. He does have it. Uh, I mean, it's fine, but like, God, why is this a fucking news story? Yeah, very weird. The movie's not even out yet. Yeah, it feels that this every Daniel Craig movie. Maybe he's a producer on this. Maybe his production company does this type of like viral marketing because this was what the Bond stories felt like as well. Yeah, it's yeah, like you're just, just reading you're like what the fuck is this about? It's like who cares? And it's really um, just like remember that Knives Out 2 is coming out really <laughs> soon with a a gay Daniel Craig character. <laughs> uh here's another headline which is um I I think it's I think it's it's very on brand. Uh, I don't really know how to approach this, but I feel like everything about this just sounds very on brand for all of these people all together, right? So, right. Um, I think you've probably heard about this, but if you haven't, then this will be good. So, okay. have you heard that they're doing a remake of Nosferatu? <laughs> yes, and it's Dave Eggers, right? It's Robert Eggers. Sorry, Robert Dave. Eggers. Dave Eggers. Fuck. Is it Robert cut, Eggers? Cut, cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> and the cast is three three people Robert who Eggers, I so think Northman, are... Lighthouse, the Vi- the Vivitch. Yeah, yeah. And it's three like absolutely ghoulish looking people that are going to be in it. Perfect. Namely, Bill Skarsgård. Yep. Excellent. Lily so Rose. Bill Skarsgård played uh, Pennywise in the latest two It iterations. Yeah. Uh, Lily Rose Depp, who I think just has a, a vaguely mm, weird look okay. to her. Uh, yep. And and Nicholas Holt. Damn, yeah, he does look like a ghost. Yeah, this is it, excellent shit. It's, it's a very good casting for like <laughs> who's so going to be a Nosferatu. And apparently, it was recently. I think I think uh, Anya Taylor Joy was going to be in it, and she's. I can't quite. That's what I paused to Google for a second. Right, she's going to be in another shit, not in it. But uh, well, if I they're filming now, she's in Furiosa. Yeah, maybe. I think that. Uh, Robert Eggers is a perfect person to do a reboot of yeah, that probably. creepy yeah. ass weird movie because that dude just loves doing creepy ass weird looking fucking old movies. Mm. And as much as I don't think, like I generally don't support, you know, recycling old IP. Nosferatu. That's old enough. Probably old enough. Yeah. <laughs> like, the first one was like what twenty eight or something. Yes. <laughs> like <laughs> like Maybe sh- coming up on the century anniversary. Yeah, yeah. Like I reckon he's okay to <laughs> give that one another crank. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I can easily kind of jerk that vampire <laughs> off again. Okay. Um, so here's one. Uh, so apparently, Guillermo del Toro's 
mother died recently, which is it sucks, it's tragic. That better not be the whole fucking news story, brother. <laughs> yeah, that better Gil- not be the whole story. So the headline is: Grieving Guillermo del Toro debuts his new film Pinocchio. <laughs> is that his fucking wrestling name? <laughs> <laughs> Grieving Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> <laughs> you really like should have gone with a different word. <laughs> <laughs> the alliteration is too much. <laughs> Grieving Guillermo uh, del Toro debuts Pinocchio in London one day after his mum's death. Yeah, it's bad this was timing. very special for this was this was very special for her and me, which is heartwarming and tragic. Uh, and sorry, sorry to hear. That's sad. But can you imagine? She should have died later. Oh yeah. Can you imagine if the movie sucks? <laughs> and everyone has to be like, oh, yeah, Guillermo, the movie. Yeah, it's got like pretty, the, pretty the dedication in her honor at oh, the yeah. start of it. And yeah. He, yeah, and he's and like, it's just totally mid. Yeah. He's like, he rocks up in his pajamas with like Cheeto dust all down the front. <laughs> uh, and everyone's like, no, nah, man, it was great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How you doing, bro? Getting panned on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder you, if you that's... Fuck this guy's mum. This movie sucked, dude. Fuck his mum. Oh. Well, what is this? Nosferatu? <laughs> You're not interpreting my riffs very charitably tonight, okay? <laughs> Am I not? No, that's fine. I was, I was also riffing. <laughs> Sorry. Uh-oh, Ernest. <laughs> um... Okay, I, I think the, the last one is that there's going to be a Naked Gun reboot with Liam Neeson in the lead. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, that's the fucking worst news story you might ever have read on this godforsaken uh, podcast. Mate. I don't think I've ever seen Liam Neeson do something funny. I I agree with you, even when he's tried. Like, right. maybe his performance is uh, fucking... No, I'm going to get this wrong. Obi-Wan Kenobi? No, no, the other guy. Who's the other guy? Who did he play in Star Wars? I want you to tell me. (sighs) Name every Jedi you can think of. (laughs) Oh, you like Star Wars? Name every Jedi. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, Qui-Gon Jinn. Okay, it was just buried That was less fun than I hoped. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted you to have to go like, Yoda, Mace Windu. Yeah, no. Or whatever, I don't know. Just give me two answers. (laughs) Nerd, nerd, nerd. (laughs) Anyway, it's going to be directed by uh, one of the Lonely Island guys. Oh my god, what is this <laughs> fucking movie, who dude? Ap- who apparently directed um, uh, the recent Chippendale Rescue Rangers reboot movie, which was actually that kind went of over okay. Apparently. It was actually kind of fun. Oh yeah, you saw it, didn't you? Yeah, it yeah. was all right. Yeah, uh, didn't get so, around to that one. So I, I don't know. Apparently, this the people. People have been trying to get this off the ground for a while, so I don't know. I imagine it's going to suck. Um, he mm. did do... Uh, well, the last movie I saw with him was the one that they filmed in Canberra, which was Blacklight, and boy... I heard that ruled. Was that one of the worst movies I've ever seen? <laughs> it ruled the top ten list of worst yeah. movies Andrew's ever seen. <laughs> Ruling the caves in my letterbox <laughs> list, yeah. Uh, that's it. That's all I got for the moment. Nice. So, not not, right. the, not, not the greatest. Uh, not, yeah, not bad, but not, not the best. That was a good one. Yeah. The, the the thing where I read out a story about how a, a character was gay and then a guy's mum died and then uh, a, a funny headline that but turns out to be a job, guy that is transformative content, systematically okay? abusive. I, I really gave us a few. Uh, well, you d- yeah, you did step on a landmine of, of oh yeah of me too, but that's I, you I, weren't to know. Yeah, well, you know. and the news stories did come out recently. Really, so I think really you gave us got, a, sh- got shit on there. I gave the riffing a few handicaps there. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Okay, should we uh, get stuck into a bit of beefness ah, or pleasure? Fuck. Yeah, we should. Okay. <laughs> beefness. <laughs> we don't have to if you don't want to. No, it. that's the me realizing I got to get to a yeah. different place on Letterboxd. <laughs> <laughs> Noise. Pleasure, of course, the uh, segment where every, every week, every week, every we week. spend a decent amount of time combing through uh, video essays and interview, <laughs> coming through video essays uh, and interviews uh, and special features to get some good content to discuss at length the official movie for the program. Mm. But so that's the beefness. But but. There's also pleasure. We mm. take some time out of our busy lives to uh, enjoy ourselves, to kick back and relax, pop a couple kombuchas. Actually, no, I've been kind of off the kombucha for yeah, a while. Yeah, I'm off it. It's yeah. A, yeah. But, uh, Not sure it was ever good. It was good for a while. Mm. It was good for a while. I like my mineral water. Yeah. Don't usually uh, like And we watch some stuff that's just for us. Just, um, just, um, just some casual. Just for us, too. Just for us. <laughs> Just for us too. <laughs> That's uh. no. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll, I'll tell you. If, if we don't, if we don't watch anything, if there's nothing in the people's of pleasure, mm-hmm. it's not for us, dude. Woo! Worth it. Yeah. Worth it. It was all worth it. Yep. <sighs> I really thought you would have seen the one coming. But apparently no, not. No, I saw it coming. It just. <laughs> It just worked you out. You were just tying yourself with the railroad tracks. Hearing me knowing how hard it was to try and make that joke work, just literally like <laughs> the way that you have to make your mouth make that word, <laughs> I, not working. I felt and that then halfway through. You, like, oh, wow. Hearing you experience that problem <laughs> moments later thinking, I knew the confidence you went into it with. And I thought, like, yes. He doesn't know what he's getting himself in for. fool's confidence right here. <laughs> and then I heard it come through. I was like, He's yep. like Wiley Cody running straight off the edge of a cliff and then like swinging his legs in yeah, the air. Exactly. The you, like, you, you thought it would be easy, <laughs> brother, but <laughs> you're about to fall into exactly the same pit I just fell into. <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, I'll, go f- <laughs> I'll go first. Perfect. Yeah? Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Well, what, the, what the fuck are you ready? <laughs> oh, no, I'm ready. I Why just... are you so keen to hear what I got oh, to say know, all of a sudden? I'm like being encouraging. <laughs> I don't like what it. What do you want from me? Um, oh, okay. I watched... Fuck Shut you, up. mate. Shut yeah, up. sure, I guess you can go first. I Is watched... That better? Leave both of those in so it doesn't sound like I did that. <laughs> For no reason. <laughs> I watched... Yes. Uh, the new David Bowie movie. Oh, yeah. Okay. Moon Age Daydream. Mm, nice. Are you there, David? You're aware of a deeper existence. Are you there, David? Are you there, David? Maybe a temporary reassurance that indeed there is no beginning, no end. And you find yourself struggling to comprehend a deep mystery. This is ground control to major 
2016, I was determined we'd have the greatest adventure that only one person could ever have. Ah. I'm an alligator. I'm a mama papa calling for you. I'm a space invader. I'll be a rock and roller bitch for you. And how about the shoes? Are those men's shoes or women's shoes or bisexual shoes? They're shoe shoes, silly. Brother, this was <laughs> such a good fucking movie. So uh, I watched it a few weeks ago now. So uh, I wouldn't say I got perfect recall on it, but I absolutely loved it. So it's it's a documentary. It's about two hours long. It's it was sort of written, storyboarded, edited, uh, all put together over the course of seven years by one dude. That's a long time. Yeah, uh, named. Brett Morgan, and he is most two famous for names. having... Yeah, honey, never trust him. Most uh, he's, famous for having two first names. <laughs> he's most famous for also having done a similar kind of project on Kurt Cobain a few years ago. Right. So this movie, uh, as I said, it's a documentary. It's kind of like a montage kind of thing where he had... Un- it's, it's an authorised... It's authorised by the Bowie estate. Um, it is authorised. It is authorised. Because there have been some of them... Some of those. There was recently ones. a biopic that yeah. was unauthorized. This is authorized, and he's had unprecedented all access, access to the archives. Yeah, to nice. all this like HD versions of footage. Some footage you have seen before. That's high, David. Uh, yeah. Um, some footage that's never been seen before, uh, and like interviews and all all sorts of shit. And so mm. I'll say at the start that I'm I'm not like a massive Bowie freak. So I would say that if there was like a thing about the Beatles that was like. Unreleased footage and unreleased this. I would, I would have been able. I I suppose I would have been able to pick out like that's old news. I've never seen that before. That's the unseen shit. Sure, yeah. That's that's the old shit that they're recycling. So I'm not as much of a Bowie head that I know how much of this is fresh and how much of this is not fresh. Okay. So uh, I suppose caveat there, but I will say absolutely amazing. This movie. It is a montage uh, where it cuts together. Clips of him performing live in the 70s and 80s mainly uh, with films and like short films and weird music videos that he's done. Like one of them is just this stock footage and incredibly high crisp quality of him like walking around an empty shopping mall at night in Hong Kong. Okay. Looking like David Bowie, David Bowie. Sure. Walking around in like a perfect crisp white suit in Hong Kong where you're like, why the fuck is this existing in such old... Why does this old footage exist in such perfect high definition? So it's really dreamlike. Okay. It's not a biopic where it's like chronological. I realize I've been rambling and not actually saying anything. Sorry. He's not no, like, like it's not going. like a 
chron- chronological explanation of his life that sort of says like, oh, he was born here, and this is his brother, and it's not, and it's not like a concert. Not, not film. normal biopic structure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sure. it's, it's not a concert film. It's it's this. It really is very montagey, and there's no talking heads. Right, because that was my next question. So we watched uh, the last waltz, which you've talked about on the pod before, yeah. I think. But we were having a boys' night, and uh, we f- we fanged it on, and that's much more of one of those like it's rooted in one. Night's performance, yeah, but it's intercut with a like lot of talking, talking heads, heads and yeah. sort of other footage and stuff. So, so that's not like this. So at this all. isn't about this. So right. this is the only voice you hear pretty much for the whole movie is David Bowie's voice. Okay, and they have found wow. like pretty much every single interview where he has ever given an opinion or talked about his thoughts on his own approach to art and creativity and philosophy and like his life in general hmm. and kind of splice that all together and it is absolutely fascinating i would say i can't think I of really a single i really like that approach yeah and so i can't think and so the, so the visuals is mostly not very relevant to what he's talking about it's more conjuring a kind of feeling yeah and sure. there's a very dreamlike kind of thing to it so david bowie is famous for example for um, sort of changing his whole aesthetic and his whole creative vision every couple of years like he mm, did the Ziggy sure. Stardust look and he did that like 80s look with the crisp suits and the bleach blonde hair and he, he's done he's done a whole bunch of different looks and he's changed his musical style several times uh, and he's moved all around the world like every couple of years and like one of his one of the things he talks about in the film was the idea that he likes he's like I've, I've never heard an artist talk so specifically and so candidly about like their creative process mm. and about like their philosophy to their own creativity in a way that really makes it sound like he's thought about it a lot it's not like some dude that's like oh I don't know I just fucking like pick up the guitar and whatever sounds good and like I uh, write some lyrics out and that's it like he's like he talks about and also someone that's that, that's that open about their process yeah and he's he's famously very hard to pin down in interviews and doesn't really like doesn't doesn't really like people being like oh so David Bowie you're the you're the fucking changes guy I yeah you're, you're the you're the guy who likes likes mixing stuff up and he'll just like be a bit like by talking about Bob Dylan yeah Bob like, Dylan I was gonna yeah. say famously um, um, obstinate in his interviews and obtuse yeah like he was talking about how he deliberately over the course of his life would deliberately put himself in difficult situations because he found that his art was the best when he was um, experiencing something some sort of difficult, tricky situation uh, that he had to sort of think his way out of or like live his way out of. And a, a concrete example that he gave was like, he moved, to, or he went to Los Angeles for some tour and was like, this is the most disgusting fucking city I've ever been in my life. I should live here for a few years. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I just decided to move to Los Angeles for a few years because I fucking hated it. And I thought, well, I'll challenge myself and I'll live there and I'll like... Find sit. a way to be happy or something. Right. Yeah. Apparently one of the darkest points in his whole life. But, yeah. Um, well, LA will do that to you. Yeah. Yeah. But there was... um. Uh, he talked just a lot of stuff that was sort of really resounding with me in the last few weeks about uh, sort of really taking deliberately putting himself in a position where he's taking risks and getting himself uh, out of his comfort zone mm. uh, in all these different ways that I don't think I'm communicating very well. But um, you're doing a, was doing just fine, brother. It was an absolutely fascinating movie, and I love the aesthetic of it. I think it, it had this weird, like almost like Lynchy, David Lynchian. I was going to say Lynchian kind of earlier when you were talking about the pairing between unrelated visuals and his thoughts. Yeah, but I didn't want to be like a uh, guy who only knows Lynch as impressionistic voice. That sounds a lot like David Lynch. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. It's, sure, it's so I sick. I wish I, I, I wish I had sort of like put my thoughts in a bottle a few weeks ago, so I could have remembered 
uh, all this shit that I've been saying. I feel like you are really being hard on your own ability to relate the experience to this movie, and I feel like I have a good impression of oh, what this great. movie okay. is like, and it's well, kind so of I'm interested in it. Oh, so, cool! So, so like, so the, you're the, doing just fine. Oh, thank you. Well, the director talked about how, like, as I said, he like, also the director. By the way, I was looking up on my phone. The director also edited it and it sounds like yeah. the editing was a lot of like key decision making in this career. The editing space. in this movie is amazing. So it's interesting so. that he was both the director and the editor but it also makes sense if it yeah. was like this marathon solo effort. Yeah, the movie starts with like cut-ups of him performing a Ziggy Stardust and then it'll cut to like um 1950s B sci-fi movie footage. Of just like right, okay, tin robots and astronauts. Yeah, and yeah, stuff. lots of that ground control uh, type shit. Yeah, and it'll cool. cut between like that and like footage of Bowie uh, as a way of, I suppose, showing all the different influences he was growing mm, up with. Yeah, sure, and, and all the different flying saucers. Yeah, and like yeah. all the different like cr- uh, cr- creative things that he influencing his life. There's not very much about. There's so much about his music, and there's so much else where it's like I didn't know he painted. That's and cool. It talks you always years. really love. Sorry, just you yeah, on right. that on the influences thing. I always really love hearing the influences of creative people, especially when they're yeah. like, um, yeah, I don't know. People talk about interior design and that kind of thing, and they're like, oh, I was really inspired by this particular thing. It's really interesting to hear them talk about it, and then you go off and you see like, oh yeah, I can. I really see what they were going for there, or like you know they took yeah. movies. They're like, I was inspired by like this scene or this area from this particular film or whatever but when you're creating this type of artistic piece just showing it while the person is talking or even just you know who Bowie is so you can just play his music and having that be there I think that's a very interesting way to like you've got a, a a an interesting space that you're operating there creatively. Yeah. And it was really cool. And so I think one of the interesting things about the movie is that there's lots of there's lots of notable gaps. Like they don't really talk about the fact that he was strung out on heroin for years and years mm, and years in sure. LA. There's a there's there's bits that they skip uh, where he wasn't as c- commercially successful, maybe. Um, sure. There's a bit, like, there's an interview where the director was talking about how someone said, Oh, why didn't you talk about the fact that he worked with Iggy Pop in Bo in Berlin? And the guy was like, "Well, you you knew that he worked with Iggy Pop in Berlin. Like, <laughs> it's not interesting to just like recite yeah, facts." That sucks. The director said, "Like his his philosophy was like he didn't just want to be like reciting facts and dates. He wanted you to be like experiencing." He said it in some hippie way that I'm not going to be able to parrot now. It was like experiencing the it's truth. Fun audio, maybe. Yeah, like experiencing the truth of Bowie, uh, uh, in in a way where like you feel it. You know, you you. you I never before have I learned so much about the overall vibe of a guy and mm. not learned about so many facts. The like, fabric that makes that person up or something. Yeah. yeah. Like the he, artist, at he least. talked there's all this stuff of like him doing these crazy sculptures and paintings and stuff mm. and the idea that um he wanted to live all over the world in all these different places because he was like, well, yeah, like, fucking why not? Like, we were having to talk about it, like, recently, personally. And it was, like, right at that time when uh, I was talk- talking about just the idea of, like, just try shit for the sake of trying it. Like, yeah. who, who cares? What's the worst that could happen? And he was, like, embodying that to the nth degree where he mm. was like, yeah, I just wanted to, like, I was getting bored of doing, like, uh, glam rock. And so I just decided to completely scrap it and try out some new shit because be, I thought it'd be cool to try some new mm. shit he talks about like how when he was a, uh, a young boy his half brother was like 20 and like introduced him to jazz and he was like talked very candidly about his all this like it's funny hearing David Bowie talking about his cool older brother yeah. in a way where it's like you're fucking David Bowie dude yeah, like, like you looking up to someone is a funny concept yeah yeah um, but everyone's got people that it's great it's the, most, cool. it's the most personal most fascinating 
movie about like any artist I've ever seen. Mm. And I think like I, like I said, I love his greatest hits. I haven't seen any real movies. I haven't really read much about him. I don't dive deep on the facts and factoids like I do about the Beatles. Yeah, sure. And I fucking love this. And it sounds like this isn't the type of movie... Like, I know he's also got some problematic shit, but it sounds like this isn't the type of movie that's going to do that real deep dive on, like, the complex nuanced past. It's just trying to be, like, this... Um, it's trying to give you an internal view into this artist's creative process yeah exactly which is a really specific thing to do and it sounds like it does a really good job of that yeah and the director himself said like um in some interview that i was watching that uh he said you could do like 10 films on david Bowie. well yeah the, like, the kind of approach like, i've done topics, this yeah. and yeah there's probably there's probably a criticism to be said about not touching on specific problematic or controversial parts of his career if you can think of some that are missing that aren't in this but like i don't know it's an authorized Doco, it's trying to do one thing and it does it very well. Mm, it's sure, not really yeah. recounting his history in any factual way anyway. I think also when it comes to like David Bowie, like your the it's the the art is almost bigger than the person. Literally, and it really you know? conveys that in an in, yeah. a, in, a, in an amazing way where like by the end of the movie, like cause the, the people say like, oh David Bowie, when people came down, he you sort of thought he was some kind of fucking alien or something. And like mm. by the end of the movie, it kind of makes you feel like, yeah, this dude was he, like Like he was just operating on another level. On another level. And it, it, yeah. it makes you feel like he probably was a fucking alien. That's crazy. <laughs> like yeah. all the all this insanely insightful stuff that he says about like, just a very in a very lucid way thinking about his art in a way where I just never heard anyone talk about that. I feel like I've rarely heard him talk, but he seemed to be extremely articulate. Insanely articulate. There's there's a clip of him in the 80s on MTV where they're... um, just trying to do a light, fluffy interview with David Bowie. <laughs> Maybe it's the 90s. Yeah, and he goes yeah. like, why don't you guys play black artists as much as you play white artists? And the guy's <laughs> like, huh, no, I don't think we do. And he goes, no, I've watched MTV a lot and I've I've noticed that you don't play black artists nearly as much. It's like you're deliberately trying to avoid doing that. Is that something you do? And it, he... <laughs> Just like really <laughs> yeah. fucking this guy's day off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's another one in the in like there's another interview in 1999 mm. where he's talking to some British Today Show journalist who's asking him his opinions on like the internet and shit. And it's 1999, like the internet is like barely a thing. Sure. Uh, and the journalist is like, yeah, but it's just like a it's just like a tool, right? It's just like a fax machine. And David David Bowie's like, oh no, and he gives this like long five minute thing about how he thinks that the internet is this. He say he calls it like a life force that he mm. thinks is going to change the way that humans think forever, uh, and the journalist is like, yeah. "Nah, <laughs> yeah. all right, mate." <laughs> Crazy, yeah. He just seems like a very, very, very smart man, and I want to learn more about him after watching this. I fucking love it. Yeah, cool. Okay. Moon Age Daydream. I think by the time this is out, you're not going to be able to see it in cinema. But if you get a chance to, it's worth. That's. Seeing. I feel like that is the kind of movie that gets released on. On services pretty quickly, so uh, keep an ear out and it'll get picked up, I'm sure. Yeah, that's all I've got. What have you got? Nice. Okay, I got two things that I can talk about. Um, I'll, I'll I'll try to be quick. Um, I watched two things recently, one of which I think you should see because it's good, and one of which I think you should not really bother with because it's not that good. Are they both The Irishman? <laughs> <laughs> Doing my work for me, man. Um... <laughs> One is The Stranger, which is a 2022 film. Uh, it's an oh, Australian I'm, I'm familiar film. With, well, I'm familiar with The uh, Stranger. Familiar you Stranger, don't... yeah. Where yeah. you sit on your hand and then you jerk off with it. <laughs> is that what you're familiar with? Is that yeah. What you, yeah. Oh, is that the bit? Yeah. 
Do you want me to teach you something that I learned at work? Close your eyes and you're going to breathe in. And when you breathe in, you're going to imagine that you're breathing in really clear air. And then when you breathe out, you breathe out all the black, dark, bad air. This is the largest missing persons case in the history of our state and is one of the largest in the history of our country. At the time, detectives found insufficient evidence for him to be considered a person of interest. Whole body's gonna relax. Your feet, your knees, your hips, your stomach. It just breathe in the clear air and out the blackness. Directed by uh, Australian director Thomas M. Wright. It is a... It's one of those Blue Tongue productions. So, that's like... um, I don't know if they were called this when they did Animal Kingdom, but it's the Joel... It's Joel Edgerton and his crew. Oh, cool. All right. Um, So, the same people that did Animal Kingdom, kind of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, it's starring Joel Edgerton and Sean Harris, who is the really raspy-voiced guy from the Mission Impossible series. And he was the king in The Green Knight. Yeah. Yes. So he is British doing one of the most convincing Australian accents I've ever heard in my entire life. Is wild, dude. You never hear someone do an Australian accent and he fucking nails it. I mean, he's got a weird fucked up voice anyway, but <laughs> um and he's uh, there in this this was this is like a this is a mumbling movie. Right. Cuz Joel Edgerton Joel Edgerton like, loves a bit of that. Fucking loves it. But it's so realistic and grounded. So, it's um the Letterboxd uh, summary oh, Animal Kingdom again. <laughs> is dude, this feels like a successor to it? Oh, it's, ex- really? it's tonally very, very similar. So set in like the modern day. Yeah. So this is a true kind of crime thing. film. It's based on a real case. Uh, I wasn't actually familiar with the details. I believe it's based on a book called The Sting. Uh, but it's based sure. on the case of the abduction of a young boy called Daniel Morcombe up in Queensland, which is like a very well-known abduction. I think case. that rings a bell. Yeah, the book is called The Sting by an author whose name I don't don't need to know. Okay, fuck it. Sorry. Um, (laughs) I just feel like The Sting is a really common thing. But yeah, it's a a book by an uh, Australian Australian female author. Cool. Um, The letterboxed summary says, uh, Two men who meet on a bus strike up a conversation that turns into friendship. For Henry Teague, who is... uh, Sean Harris's character, uh, worn down by a lifetime of physical labor and crime, this is a dream come true. So you sort of open on Sean Harris as like the protagonist. Um, 
He's such a fucked up looking dude. I know, he looks so, so weird. <laughs> so, there's a reveal about 10 minutes into this movie, which makes it difficult to talk about because I would love the audience to have that reveal to themselves. Um, okay. Well, then don't fucking... So, I'm not going to talk about that, but it does make it kind of difficult to couch a lot of what I'm saying. What? But basically... You, you didn't have to talk about the plot. Through... It, I'm trying to talk about why it's interesting, but I guess like... It's a true crime story. Um, Sean Harris's character is like this guy who's kind of... He's not on the lam, but he's looking for a new start. And right. he meets this guy on a bus who kind of introduces him into this like underground crime network. And his main contact ends up being Joel Edgerton. So, right. a lot of the movie is the two of them. Sick. and Already two cunts so I want to watch good, talk dude. for so long. Oh, my God. It's <laughs> the performances and the writing. The writing is so restrained, but it's still... So fucking interesting. You get a lot Fuck of alone yeah. time with both of them. You get a lot of time with them interacting with each other. It's fucking great. What's your other than the writing? What's your favorite other thing about the movie? You so would say? yeah, the um, it's an incredibly tense film, and I think one of the reasons. So it opens on this like massive. Uh, I wasn't even sure it was real, but it is. It's this real place. It's this um black mountain that just like. <laughs> It's. It looks. I know you're laughing because I just said Black Mountain. Yeah, but <laughs> I was gonna do like. I was gonna say it'll be a funny bit to say a place that's really obviously a, play, a real place. And before I could do that, you said sorry. No, it's this like it's the way that if, as soon as you watch the opening of this movie, you'll understand what I mean. We were like, like it's this harbor in Sydney, and yeah, <laughs> no, it's this. It's I don't know where it is. I think it's actually a mountain in like North Queensland, okay, but sure. it's this. It's this. Uh, the way that it establishes this place because you have no idea what it's. What the relevance is. It's just, it opens on this drone shot of this massive fucking thing. And what's strange about it is is it's surrounded by these pine forests. It's shot maybe at twilight or something, but there's like very little color. It's dark and imposing. And it's, shut up. And it's, um, (laughs) there's nothing else around. And then all of a sudden out of this massive wide landscape shot, there's just like this huge rock peak that kind of like is erupting out of the earth. It's kind of, I don't know. It just conjures this sense of like, um, and there's like this uh, droning music going on underneath, uh, underneath, and it's this like dreadful, dark, imposing presence on this is, screen. This doesn't sound like the same movie. This it, is wild. It, this is how it opens, and, right. and so it just and the drone just like moves towards this mountain for a really long time, and then uh, the next shot that you get is this like rippling, billowing, almost like smoke substance and Joel Edgerton's voiceover talking about breathing exercises and he talks about um it's like almost like mindfulness stuff where he talks about like um you breathe in and you feel the clean air like filling up the inside of your lungs and then you hold it and then when you breathe out the air is black and you expel all of that like black air and and then you open on this like really weirdly lit shot of Sean Harris like bouncing up and down <laughs> and as it pulls out this is like the first like 45 seconds or something so I'm not spoiling anything here but as yeah. it pulls out he's like red lit by the exit sign on a bus and he's like got up on the bus at night to do some like jogging so it's just him only weirdly spookily red lit by this like bus light and the way that it the way that it cuts together like this 
bizarre, like alien looking, like hellish yeah. black dark peak, the billowing smoke, and then this fucked up looking Sean Sounds Harris character really otherworldly is and so unnerving that you're like, yeah. what the fuck is going on with this guy? <laughs> and that's the yeah. protagonist. And so like the oh, rest sick. of the movie is just like him meeting this guy on the bus and getting more and more into this like world of crime. He seems to not uh he's not like an expert or anything. He's totally new to all this shit. Like they do this thing where he's like they're like, You dress like a fucking criminal, man. You gotta go and buy some other clothes. And he's like, oh, I don't know what to buy. <laughs> and so like you know, he's kind of like really it's it's actually like Joel Edgerton's character ends up being a bit of like a close friend and mentor to him. Right. This sounds cool, man. You've kind it's of you've really kind of sold sick. me. So if you don't want to give anything else away, I think it's really si- sick. I think similarly, you've done a good job of kind of describing what it's like. I was put onto it by Alexi Toliopoulos, um, who does the Total Reboot podcast, and he said it was his favorite film so far this year. He did a Q and A with a director at a film festival Damn. recently. And similar kind of thing for you, you reckon? It's up there. It's uh, the way that it. It just elevates beyond what what most true crime or even fictional crime movies do. The yeah. way that it does, it has excellent sound design. Um, it has excellent editing. The sound design. So sometimes, like characters are getting surveilled, and you'll hear the entire. You'll be in the in the scene with the characters. So the camera is as if it's like a third person in the scene, right? It's yeah. like a no- normal camera shit. Good quality, like cinematography, <laughs> but the audio is of the bugged mic. Oh, so cool. you're constantly aware that they're that whatever they're saying in this moment is like being surveilled. Oh, that's really cool. It's really clever oh, creative cool. shit. The one criticism I have of it is in the second half, yeah. the pacing has to change for a particular reason. And it's like a nine out of ten for me. The last out the one out of ten is like because the pacing in the second half just wasn't quite as exciting as the pacing in the first half yeah fair still enough. an excellent film oh sounds sick fucking awesome sounds it's sick i it's my it up there with my favorite australian films like wild it's as good as animal kingdom i think huge call all right so yeah highly recommend the stranger the second one i won't spend too much time on uh i watched don't worry darling all of you wives we men, we ask a lot. Can't you see? We ask for strength, <laughs> food at home, a house clean, and discretion above all else. Boys and their toys. At least we know they're getting work done. Welcome to the Victory Project. We're all here because we believe in the mission. What are we doing? Changing the world. What are we doing? Changing Changing the the world. world. That's right. What do you think they're really doing out there? What do you mean? The one thing they ask of us is to stay here. Where it's safe. Do you even know what the Victory Project actually is? Have you ever asked? Do you? Please, what's actually happening? Stop it, Alice. What if this place is dangerous? What if Stop it! No. Jack, it's okay. Oh, yeah, fuck. I really wanted to hear a breakdown of this. So if you wanted to... We, we don't, I don't really have time, but... If you... Okay, I'll spend... I'll spend less than three minutes on this, if I can. Sure. Um, 
here's no spoilers. It's fine. It's not that good. It's just not very good. It's it's fine. It's a lot of publicity for a movie that's just fine. Yeah, and it wasn't. Right. Yeah, exactly. It just wasn't even intentional publicity. I think. Right. So, um, I'm probably gonna spoil some shit about this movie. Okay. So if you don't, if you're gonna go and see, don't worry, darling. Uh, that's the new Olivia Wilde movie with Florence Pugh and Harry Styles and shit. Um, skip ahead. We'll give you a time code in the yeah. credits. You got like five seconds. Skip ahead. I'm definitely going to spoil some shit out of this movie. Yeah, so read the time in the description. Read the time, the time code in the description. description. Great. Yeah. Cool. Talk to me. What the fuck was this movie? Okay. So this movie is... Now, we talked on this uh, on this podcast about a movie called Serenity with Matthew McConaughey, right? Which was the twist of that movie, spoiler alert for Serenity, is that it, uh, Matthew McConaughey's character turns out to be a, v- a video game character in a video game that his son is playing. Right. And part of our criticism of that movie and why it was like... I think Dave, friend yeah. of the show Dave, was the one who put us onto it. He was like, this is the fucking wildest, stupidest movie I've ever seen. Yeah. Was because... It was written by someone who has no idea, seemingly, about what video games do or are or how they work. And so, yeah. if you know anything about video games, yeah, like this it sense. just completely falls apart. Right. So, the twist in Don't Worry, Darling, which is this obviously like suburban housewife thriller thing and about it's set Florence like Pugh. It's like 50s American. So, it's set in this town called Victory, which is like... Um, little 50s experimental utopia community or something out in a like right. in a, in the Nevada desert or some shit yeah. basically and they're they're doing like weapons testing or something yeah um, so all the husbands go off to work during the day and sometimes there are earthquakes and they're like oh that's the testing facility and right. so it's like all this mystery about what's actually going so on what's the, right? what's the twist what is it so the twist is spoiler 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 spoilers they're in a virtual reality environment <laughs> wait the, none of it is real the the 50s environment is completely false. So half or like more than halfway through, like two thirds of the way through this movie, there's a scene with Florence Pugh in the modern day, right? So all of the humans... Everything is... is All the humans are humans that are in a VR environment. Yes, correct. Except the children, they're not real. Right. And also there's guys in red suits that are like... It, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Okay, so <laughs> basic, basically... Incels in the real world, led by this like oh, Jordan yeah. Peterson style... Uh, cult leader played by Chris Pine it's genuinely inf- informed by Jordan Peterson um, uh, have created this like virtual reality technological technological thing that's like this set of it's like little things you put over your it's a pair of glasses basically that that, that <laughs> like put someone into this VR scenario okay that where they don't they're not aware that they're in a VR scenario so basically they've abducted these women and are oh. keeping them in the real world, keeping them hostage. Like Harry Styles, like gives Florence Pugh water with a sponge. Her real body in real life. So they're he, like, kind gives of like her water with a sponge. So they're kind of like in the Matrix, as if the Matrix was. Yeah, like yes, there's like a Matrix that men have like abducted women and put them into. Cool. Yes, like the Matrix, but better. Yeah. So like the. There are so many problems already that I'm kind of skipping over. Right. Um, but basically, like, it just doesn't make sense. Like, um, the way that you get out and the way, the way that... So, that every day the men go off to work and the women are, like, left by themselves and to drink and fucking clean the house. Right. And um, uh, the, the, where the men are going is that they're driving... In VR, they're driving to this place where you exit the VR simulation. So, they're driving to this top of this mountain where right. there's this thing that sure. you touch and you leave. Sure. Why would that be how it works? 
you would just be able to switch just your, go your into shit the little, off. Go into the bathroom and just go. Whoop. Yeah, literally. And yeah. like you just, you can just if you can control their consciousness so they don't remember anything about the outside world, you can just make it so they don't know that that's happening. Like, yeah. none of it makes any sense. It's infuriatingly quick. Yeah. And because they had the reveal so late in the movie, like two-thirds, maybe even like a three-quarters of the way through the runtime, the way that it has to explain the way that all this works makes no fucking sense. Right, because you don't know what we're supposed to be watching for and yeah, shit Yeah, exactly. Like that. And then, like, later there's a car chase with, like, where Florence Pugh is aware of what's going on. She's running for the exit to try and get out. Oh, if the men die in, in the simulation, the men die in the real world. If the women die in the simulation, nothing happens. They why, just get reset. Why would they do that? I don't know. <laughs> Never explained. Never explained. Not even close to explained. Surely it should be the Not other- even, like, questioned. I would have thought it would be the other way around. Why, no. would, you, why would you nope. want to go into... Why would you want to go into a situation and keep people prisoner in a place where your prisoners are immortal and you can die? I, I know. I, I know. Why would it be 50s housewife shit? In the simulation, when all they do is fucking clean all day. Why would you have them clean? I mean, that's definitely like an incel MRA thing. I get it, but why would you... But they could just be drinking or whatever. You know, like, it's it's like they could be drinking and playing games or some shit. It's like the cleaning is pointless. You know what I mean? Like, it's just symbolic. Anyway, I, I know the symbolism of, like, the 50s shit, but, like, it doesn't make any sense. And what I thought it was going to be was... A Truman Show setup of like yeah. a big dome. It's all real. It's all real life. It's right. just that it's it's a artificially constructed environment. And having a Truman Show thing, but there's like seventy people, is cool. Is cool, I yeah. think. But you'll be cool to do in no. real life. You mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but it's not that at all. It's goofy as fuck. Um, uh, is it fun to watch things, in a dumb way? No, not really. Because it's kind of confusing. Is Harry Styles good I'll say in what it? it? No, he's actually really bad. Well, he's not. <laughs> he's not like really bad. He's just outclassed at every single moment, and he only has two emotions on screen. He's either horny, like really, like a sex scene horny, yeah. or angry. That's me, brother. Sure, but it's very flat, and like it feels like in between his delivery of lines, he goes back to like this weird neutral baseline. So if he's yelling a scene, he doesn't like he'll stay angry. Flat. He'll yell and then go back to like a kind of like mildly concerned expression, and then he'll yell the next line. It's like I don't really feel like you're angry. It doesn't. Uh, have you seen that clip in the interview from that whatever that fucking Venice Film Festival thing? Yeah, was, whatever, where, where Harry Styles was just like, yeah, I just go in there and I just make shit up. Like I just don't really know how to act. I just sort of vibe it out, yeah. you know. <laughs> He was just the weakest link in the chain, like, by a long shot. And honestly, Mm. like, I'm not even going to talk about any of the bullshit. I think think we talked about it for a significant amount of time on the last podcast. It ended up getting cut. So there was a lot of drama about this fucking movie. I think it's all bullshit. Like, it just... I think it's just... It's not non-existent. It's just bullshit. But Harry Styles being in this movie is a casting decision that a producer I think made because yeah. it was going to get asses in seats. Yeah. Olivia Wilde was originally meant to play the main character. She had to fight to get Florence Pugh to play the lead and I think Olivia Wilde was like a, the way to sell the movie you know, to producers yeah. who then put in money. There's lots of decisions that have been made around this. This was a blacklist script that Olivia Wilde and her co-writer on Booksmart picked up and changed a lot. Apparently a lot of this movie got uh, ended up on the cutting what do you room mean? floor. It was a blacklist script. Black, like it was submitted. It's a black, blacklist is like a script competition, and lots of scripts that get submitted there get picked up for Hollywood stuff. So right. it was not written by Olivia Wilde or her co-writing partner for Booksmart. It was written by 
uh, this Van Dyke couple who I think actually are related to Dick Van Dyke. That rules. Um, but it was like a, a, a this duo that submitted this for Blacklist. It was originally like a much darker script. I think it might even it. have been... A, I think it was ambiguous whether or not it was actually in the 50s. It was ambiguous whether or not she was actually psychotic. Right. It was ambiguous in a lot of different ways. And they were like, no, we need to make this very explicit. And it just made it really... Yeah, exactly. Uh, there were oh, actually 2020 revisions done to the script that sounded like a good compromise point where you sort of realize what's going on, but it's still ambiguous how it ends that seemed like it yeah. was cool. But this was like a dumb movie. Oh, that sucks. Okay. And but- excellent production design. You love 50s shit, so I think you would probably get that out of yeah. it. The needle drops were like noticeable, but way too common. It was like two on the nose. Right, it was like Elvis or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. Florence Pugh... Um, I was the, the ink spots and whatever. I think yeah. that's not fifties, but yeah, that kind of shit. Um, right. Okay. And when Florence Pugh was excellent. Obviously, like just uh, can't cool. really criticize her lead was great. She was one of the reasons why it was tolerable to watch. Yeah. So, but not worth your time. Don't bother going and seeing. So we're out of spoilers now. Yeah. You can give Don't Worry Darling a big fat miss. I don't even think it's worth catching out of cinemas. Don't I just worry think it's a, about Don't Worry Darling. My letterbox darling. review is Don't Bother Darling. So uh, yeah, very good on me. Thank you. That's got yeah. two likes, so it's going off. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Sucks that it was bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Was I mean, I liked Booksmart, so... Sucks Just go watch Booksmart again and then watch Truman Show. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's the thing about the 50s stuff. I'm currently watching Mad Men for the first time uh, and like... I could just watch Mad Men. Like I don't, I don't need. Literally, that does a better. Also, I just I'm not going to reopen anything, but I don't think it's a very good like feminist movie. Like Mad Men does a better thing about social. I genuinely yeah, think right. it's commenting better on shit, even though all of the main characters are men. Ex- I guess Peggy isn't, but like, you know, yeah. uh, it's like crazy that they fumbled the fucking bag on this one. Yeah, this crazy. hard. Anyway, yeah, fumbled the ball, not the bag. They got the fucking bag. <laughs> They didn't fumble that bag. <laughs> all right. Should we talk about the main movies? Yeah, let's do okay, it. Okay, let's do it. So let's do bodies, bodies, bodies first. Sure. Yeah. Follow the trailer. A wrinkle puss. You don't have to be nervous. I- I'm not nervous. Wow. They're all so impressive. You're impressive. They're going to be obsessed with you. They're not as nihilistic as they look on the internet. You guys, this is me. Oh. Whoa. Is this your first relationship? Oh, no. You just kind of give that vibe. Oh, you know that has weed in it, right? Who wants to play bodies, bodies, bodies? So how do you play? If you draw the piece of paper that has the X on it, you are the murderer. Let's go. If you're the murderer, you have to kill someone by touching them on the back. The most important part, if you come across a body, you have to yell, Body, body, body! Is that the lights? David! Our friend is dead. Someone was doing this. They're trying to kill us off one by one. That would be so obvious if I were the killer. Taking off my clothes in the window for the neighbor. Where are you? How long have you known her? What are you talking about? Jordan, what are you doing? I'm staying safe. Really? Because it looks like you're grabbing a meat cleaver to go look for my boyfriend. Just watch your girl. Her, liar. Ah, you just want to be me. Is that all you got, mother? 
brought something. What is it? It's zucchini bread. Yum. Wow, what a trailer. I believe yeah. that would have been 212 by Azalea Banks playing well, in that one, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. There's another one of those ones where I don't know how much the trailer explains. But Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Directed by a person, and the name of the person <laughs> is uh, 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 Helena Rain. Yep. Uh, it's not spelt that way, but I think I'm, I'm going to commit to that being how it is. Um, so this this movie uh, is yeah she's Dutch. There's no way you're getting that shit right. Yeah, anyway, uh, so. it's it's a bunch of like twenty something Zoomers mostly that have all gone out to like an American mansion house in the countryside somewhere because there is going to be like a hurricane and they're going to have like a sleepover hurricane party. I didn't know that was a thing, but uh, I didn't have that's what that's yeah. what they're going to sure. do. One of their mates, one of their old schoolmates has like rich parents and they own like a beautiful big like mansion house in the countryside. Yep. So they're like it's a good excuse for sleepover. Um so there's a whole it's a big big ensemble cast for this. I think most of these people are probably unknowns, but the biggest people the biggest names are Maria Bakalova, uh, who, who was the was daughter in Borat 2. Borat 2 and Rachel Sennett uh, who was in Shiver Baby that we talked about a few weeks ago. Yep. Uh, and Pete Davidson uh, from SNL. Yes. And, and also Lee Pace, who's in like heaps of Marvel shit and a lot of TV, but I didn't know who he was. Me neither, yeah. Someone was like, is that Lee Pace? And I was like... <laughs> I don't fucking know. No. <laughs> sure? Yes. I don't um, know who. Uh, so... The movie, the movie is basically they go there in this house in the middle of nowhere. So we we sort of follow Maria Bakalova, whose name's Car- is B, and her girlfriend Sophie. Yeah, they yeah. arrive. They arrive at this party. H- hurricane happens, and it's not like a fucking city destroying hurricane, but the power goes out, uh, and they're like, "Oh, well, it'll be fun." Oh, sorry. Sophie is played by uh, uh, Amanda Stenberg, who was the really young uh, Rue, I think, in the Hunger oh, Games wow. series. Yeah, right. yeah oh, cool. so sh- people will know her, just not trivia. as like a yeah, not a, 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 an early twenties. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, Anyway, so the power goes out in this house, and basically the whole movie is they play a game of murder in the dark. It's like werewolf, yeah. basically, yeah. Uh, and is this a spoiler to mention? No. Okay, so the way Letterbox does it is, it yeah, it ends with a the game ends with a dead body on the ground, right. and so they play a game of murder in the dark, it out. and somebody actually dies. Yep. Uh, and they're in the middle of nowhere. And they're all there, so because of the storm, all their shit starts getting fucked up. Like yeah. the power goes out and stuff. Phones, phones don't, don't work. work. Yeah. Uh, all of the classic horror shit. Yeah. yeah, and so the whole movie is just them trying to work out uh, who killed the person that died. Mm. As shit just starts to get worse and worse, and they start to trust each other less and less mm. as the night goes on, and it gets crazier and crazier. I had heaps of fun with this movie. Yeah, I think people. It's a very funny movie. We should say that it's a. Co- it's this is definitely a comedy. It's yeah. funny as fuck. I would say we've we've shoehorned it into our spooktacular episode <laughs> yeah. just because it's got a it's got vague thriller thra- it's got vague thrillery th- uh, slashery kind of yeah, themes, sure. but yeah. in the silliest way possible. Yeah, it's not a, really. This is like a Gen Z humor movie. Yeah, it's not really a horror movie. Yeah. It's it's like a. 
a, no, it's, a, it's a slasher comedy. It's a play on the thriller. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Um, I had a great time with this. I think Pete Davidson was cool. I haven't seen him in much stuff, and it I thought he was great. really good. Really in this. good. Really entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen as well that um, kind of plays an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> does I've it really pe- well. I've seen people uh, in interviews say that they haven't seen Pete, Pete Davidson like be upset or like be an asshole yeah. in stuff. It's good. He's normally like a silly, happy-go-lucky kind of guy. Apparently, yeah, uh, he's great in this. The whole cast is great. Rachel Sennett, I think, is one of my favorite characters in this. All of the characters are these sort of very annoying early 20s people. Like self-centered. They're like, yeah, I mean, Rachel Sennett is the most like LA, LA type, but they're all like they're that all kind that. of like modern, like TikTok obsessed, like self-obsessed kind of- Got to get videos done for their fucking like TikTok or their Instagram or whatever. Yep. In a way that makes me feel like an old man being like, oh, these <laughs> these young girls just obsessed with their presence on Instagram. Yep. But that is what they're like. And I think part of the key to what's compelling about this movie is I'm going to say that the main character is B, Maria Bakalova's character. And she is actually from, I think in the story, she's like from Bulgaria or wherever it is she's from. Um, Well, she's from Bulgaria, but I can't remember where the character's from. Uh, But she is actually from there. She has her accent, so she's not trying to fake being an American. And so they really have that that as part of the story, and she's in a fish-out-of-water situation where she's she's migrated to the US to do college, and she's found this girlfriend, Sophie. And so this is the first time she's ever met any of these people, and some of them make her feel very uncomfortable, and some of them are kind of like friends to her, I guess. Yeah. And uh, so it's a little bit of that navigating that awkward social situation stuff as well at the start, especially. Yeah. yeah. I think this movie is really fun. Some, some of the best bits I loved about this was how funny the movie was. Yeah. Like, um, I just, this, this is an example, uh, a scene where they're like, they've, they've just like seen something horrifically violent happen. Like they might've just discovered the body and they're sort of screaming and running around doing that. Uh, and then Rachel Sennett like immediately mentions, how she just wanted to clarify that she was trying to be an ally in a thing that happened just before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's, there's a lot of, like, poking fun at, like, white feminist shit in this movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really it's really good. And the movie the movie is... I, I feel like it's been... I don't know. I feel like both of us aren't really saying very much, but it's it's a lot of... It's the sort of movie that's worth playing on at a party with a whole bunch of people. It's fun. It's a having, fun movie. Having a few drinks yeah. uh, and watching it. The, the way that the whole night goes to shit is great. I would say that the way it's lit i think it's one of my I was just looking at the, the cinematographer his cinematographer is jasper wolf and this is the most well-known thing he's done i don't remember I, I i'm not familiar with anything else that he's done yeah right. so i think this might be the biggest yeah well, but it was really bold like really dark the whole movie is shot like in this house over the course of one night yeah and so it's mostly dark and so there's heaps of scenes where it's shot by like Rachel Sennett's like crown of glow sticks is yeah. lighting the scene yep. or they're all like holding their phones and the phone torches are like lighting the scene. Apparently it was like uh, practically lit Yeah, yeah. by the yep. phone. T- it would be really torches. difficult not to, right? So yeah. they, you can see that they've got like the screen of the phone lighting up as well so that yeah. their face is illuminated, but it really works. And it's very bold. Like I don't think I've seen a movie shot that kind of confidently to just like, you know, they're like, yeah, we're going to lose the face of the characters quite a bit. You know, it doesn't matter. It's fine. Yeah. Um, um, it's great. And I, I think that the one of the best bits about it was the way that I think the satire, the sort of Zuma Instagram 
uh, fucking TikTok satire, I think, worked in a way that didn't feel like it was an old person like making fun of them. Yeah, and like it felt very self aware. His character is like Rachel Sennett's boyfriend that's like forty. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and is like really try. He's so nice, but there's just this inevitable feeling that he's like out of place, and it's like. Are you like a creepy old guy? Like, what the fuck is... Why are you here? It's so sick. It's very funny. Um, the movie is so... St- it's so dumb. I feel like it captured... The, the mood I was in for the night, it really captured my sense of humor. Perfectly. Yeah, I don't know anyone that's seen this that didn't like it. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. So, I think that's probably all we've got for Bodies. Yeah, that'll Is that do. all we've got for Bodies, Bodies, Bodies? Bodies is definitely worth your time. Um, the only thing that I really worry about is if you watch this on a streaming service, it's going to look very muddy because the compression is going to really fuck yeah, it. Yeah, it's interesting. So, I'd Probably try and get it on Blu-ray if you can. Like, <laughs> yeah, watch it. Watch it on Netflix and just know that the Andrew writing will come off. It's just that it's gonna. There's a lot of scenes that are very dark, and the com- the streaming compression is not going to be a friend of this one. So pretty pretty brutal about <laughs> yeah. that. But w- um, but uh, it's really good. And I will say the way that, so it turns into a bit of a, a whodunit uh, as people sort of start to disappear yep. throughout the night. Yeah. And I think that the way it does that is very satisfying yeah, it's and very, very fun. Yeah. And the way it wraps the whole thing up is very satisfying and very fun. And I think the way that it makes all of the characters have something that they're hiding and yeah. something that they, like some flaw is yeah. very clever. Yeah. Like it's actually well, very well written. It's very well written. It's like, it's like yeah. a modern day Agatha Christie level, like solid, solid yeah, plot. Exactly. I yeah. would actually put. I probably put it up there with like Knives Out. I was like, about to pretty, say, like it's pretty fucking good. I think the plot yeah. is as well written and as satisfying as Knives yeah, Out, which is kind of crazy because I yeah. think Knives Out was a much bigger project with a yeah. much bigger cast. But it's this was great. Yeah, a so lot of fun. If you're looking for a silly movie to watch as a Halloween themed movie to watch, yeah, and you don't actually want to watch a horror movie, this is a silly action thriller yeah this is uh, made comedy made for and by like people our age and younger i think yeah, yeah. sick ass movie. um by the way rachel sennett if people don't remember is the woman who was the main character in that shiva baby yeah, movie that we yeah. talked about oh, okay cool yeah. so yeah the one about the, the the shiva and uh the baby the baby yeah so okay should we move on to the next movie then let's do it barbarian Oh, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. This is 476 Barbary, right? Yeah, I'm renting this place. No, I booked it a month ago. Are you sure you have the right place? Yeah. Who am I supposed to do? Why don't you come inside and we'll call these idiots. Why don't you just crash here? Oh, no. I don't know if you got a great look at this neighborhood, but I don't think you should be out there by yourself. It's dry and there's a lock on the door. By the way, I'm Keith. Tess. You take the bedroom and I'll sleep out here on the couch.
is perfectly natural. Yes, so Barbarian, as we mentioned before, is a horror movie directed by Zach Kreger, who I didn't realize, but he is one of the guys from the comedy troupe. And we talked about this Whitest before. Whitest kids you know. Whitest kids you know. Mm. Who I think I think if you I think if you're into them, you've seen fucking hundreds of their videos. I've only really ever seen their video that's like the grapest one. Slow jerk is another one where this guy <laughs> in the office does the like. Uh, wanking off move, but he does it really way too long. <laughs> right, put so some audio in. I was obsessed with that grapist video. Uh, maybe I'll maybe I'll cut it a grapist video for a second just because <laughs> I love it. Um, Who are you? Might I suggest fizzy pops, grape blast, the new soda from Johnson and Hedges. Open wide, kids, because I've got a grape in the mouth. He's going to what them in the mouth? He's going to grape them. He's going to grape them. Yeah, in the mouth. But uh, I suppose it's a long way of saying that this guy is the guy that apparently directed all of their comedy clips for the sort of decade that they were doing that stuff. Mm. Uh, And I suppose it's a very similar story to the uh, Jordan... Jordan Peele thing where he's like a comedy guy who's now doing horror. True. And uh, I think I've heard that a lot of comedians are good. This is just purely speculative, but a lot of yeah. comedians are good at doing horror stuff because they know how to kind of like modulate tension quite well. Yeah, that's probably a and fair point. And when to leave the moment and when to break it, like when to pick, you know, the, the, the change, the twist, the turn. Yeah, and I suppose just, I mean, I, I think this movie, I mean, before we sort of describe too much about it, I think it is very well put together and it's very well paced. Yeah. Uh, and I think that often the balance, but I watched an interview where, the, where a guy said like... Bodies was very well Lee paced. <laughs> just the right amount of Lee pace. Yeah, yeah I think so. <laughs> is that funny? Doing a whole podcast, no. just like no, just like the Austin Powers thing, where they they do a podcast about the uh, like you could you could review the Lee pacing of a movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's yeah, an it's ex- a terrible Lee pacing. Yeah, exactly. Didn't yeah. Have Lee no Lee pace. <laughs> That's a good, maybe that should be our bit from now on. You can, you can, you can rate whether you're going to buy <laughs> Blu-ray or not. Most movies don't have <laughs> Lee Pace in them. Yeah, and like every 15 episodes, yep. you'll do a Lee Pace movie. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, this is good. It's great. And look, if he's if he's not a main character, if he's only a bit part, you can be like, look, the Lee Pacing was all over the, the Lee place. Lee Pacing was was, was <laughs> frankly bad. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I suppose like, yeah, I suppose, uh, yeah, in this interview where the, the question was like, um, asked the director, Zach Kreger, like, oh, how, do you, how did you balance the horror and comedy uh, so well? How did you go about doing that? The guy was like, oh, I just sort of wrote what I felt was right. I'm just, you know, so he was just yeah. kind of, he was like, I just just ran on intuition and I guess I fucking nailed it. The opposite of that David Bowie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You were talking about. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, so uh, this movie, uh, I feel like is another one of these movies where it's best if you know nothing about it going in. Yeah. And so I would say this is a movie that I found scary and suspenseful. I found it fucking terrifying, bro. Yeah. I don't think I found, I don't think it was as scary as Hereditary for me, but it was still like up there with like a horror movie that was actually an actually scary horror movie. I would, so. I would put it on par. Wow. Okay. Yeah. For so, me, yeah. An, an actually scary horror movie. So, yep. if that's the sort of movie you want to see, up, I would say it's not balls to the walls terrifying the whole way through. The pacing is good. So, if you want to see a scary movie that has some funny bits in it, doesn't have Lee Pace in it, uh, <laughs> this is one, this is one to see. 
uh, without knowing anything. And then this maybe I'll tell you like a bit of the premise, and then we'll tell you a bit more of the premise, and then we'll eventually spoil it later yeah. in a way that we're trying not to be annoying about, but just just to give yourself some opportunity to be like, oh, actually, this kind of sounds like it might be for me. One of the more compelling things about this movie that made me go and see it was that I had just heard that it was a horror movie that was a lot of fun yeah. to go to the fucking cinema and yeah. watch. Heaps of fun. And it was so much fun. Yeah. I was actually scared. Yes. It's yeah. quite tense. Very scary. But it was fun. And uh, I all of a sudden get what they're trying to do with a lot of horror movies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a lot yeah. of the... You've, we've talked a lot of the slashes, like the 80s kind of... Silly. Like Halloween and whatever. Yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street that aren't very scary. Like they maybe have a scary concept, but just the way they're executed is not particularly... Yeah. Actually scary. And yeah. then you've got movies like Hereditary, which I know people say like, oh, you're a basic bitch because it's Ari Aster, but like he does that kind of thing very, very well. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's only done two movies, but yeah. <laughs> Especially Hereditary. I didn't find Midsummer very scary. But yeah. um, but Hereditary particularly, like that's a movie that's just constantly like full of dread, like tense yeah, exactly. all the fucking time. And this is a great midpoint where it had a lot of that tension, a lot of that yeah. feeling of dread, some very fucking startling moments that were a lot of fun, like, you know, yeah, some jump scare stuff, but uh, fun. Funny bits... Yeah. Funny characters, fun. It's good shit. So worth seeing. So if definitely you see, worth your if, time. If you're interested, just go see it and don't listen to this at all, and come back and listen to it later. Yeah, but, I reckon that's. Um, good. Yeah, just take the wreck. There's a strong yeah. wreck from both of us. I yeah, think. Yeah, exactly. Especially for Halloween. There's a great Halloween movie to see, especially with your friends. Oh, that's right. Yeah, definitely, definitely an- another good one worth seeing with a crew. So uh, I would say like a, a brief synopsis of this movie uh, that w- isn't going to give too much away. Yeah. Is uh, so th- there's a lady that comes to Detroit for it's like a job interview, yep. uh, and she arrives at her Airbnb late at night, only to find out that it's been mistakenly double booked, and there's this strange dude that's already staying there, uh, and it's kind of creepy. It's kind of late at night. He's acting a bit weird. He lets her come in, and she looks on her phone, uh, and th- she can't find any other hotels in the city. Yeah, and it's played by the guy who's there. So the the, the main character is Georgina Campbell, who I didn't really know from much else. Nah. The main guy is um, well, the the, 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 the guy guy's right in there. is Bill Skarsgård, right? Who's the fucking Pennywise, Pennywise the clown from the recent It's, which is apparently a deliberate was a deliberate casting choice. The yep. executive producer knew Bill from because he was the producer on It. Yeah, so he was like, oh, if you want, he was their first choice, and they got him. So already very fucking unsettling because she arrives late at night. This is weird circumstance. He offers to take the couch he like shows her the booking confirmation to be like no i'm yeah I'm it all checks broken out broken in but it's still weird yeah. and he's like popping up he's just acting fucking weird all he's, night he's saying all the right stuff though or he's like um uh you know like he he's like um you you know at first he's like well you can't like don't go anywhere else like this neighborhood is fucked like yeah. you shouldn't don't sit in your car and work your shit out like Stay here and work your stuff out. Yeah, exactly. And, so and then he like, there's a bottle of wine that he said was there as like a like a weird housewarming present, and yeah. he was like, I was gonna open it, but then I didn't think you'd want any if you didn't see me open it, so I'm opening it now if you In want some you like, while, you're, while you're here because yeah. I get that it's you don't know me, and then he sort of like realizes he's talking about like I could be drugging yeah. you, and then he's like. <laughs> Anyway, I just thought you might want some. I'm yeah. gonna open it now. Yeah. I thought the way um I thought the way so that he's it was like charming, pro- but there's something really off. Yeah, and so 
uh, it sort of goes on and they, they bond that night and it seems like maybe he's okay and then she finds something weird Insane. in the basement. Yeah. Uh, and... That's where things start to go south. She like investigates the basement. I think we say we can say what she finds. So she sees a rope on a shelf. Yeah. And she she's gone down there looking for something. Yeah. And she pulls the rope and like a and secret a door secret opens. door opens. Yeah. And, and she it's gets this dark hallway. She goes through the dark hallway and there is a windowless lit room with a stained old ass mattress and a video camera pointing at the mattress and like a bare light bulb. It looks like it's uh, like a torture. And that's it. And she is like <laughs> holy fucking shit, fuck this. Fuck this. Yeah. Fuck this. Uh and she tries to run and Bill Skarsgård convinces her, "No, I'm just going to go down and have a look and let's just go down and have one last look." He's like, "Stay Stay here and wait for me. Yeah. I'm going to go have a look. Yeah. And that's kind of where we got to stop talking about what happens, I think. Yeah. And so, uh, my favorite stuff about this movie, before we talk too much more about the plot, because I'd love to talk about the plot, um, I think that it was really interestingly shot. There were so many cool, creative ways that it was shot. There were so many interesting little shots, huh? Yeah, exactly. And, And like, um... Uh, it just looked like they were having fun coming up with creative ways to show stuff that other people would show in a boring way. They did stuff like it's pissing rain outside and it pushes up on this view of um, Georgina Campbell, the main character, his name's Tess, pushes up on Tess in her car like doing shit on her phone and then it it goes through the camera, through the car window, but the the window is closed and I (laughs) I was like saying, I was like, do it, do it, do it, do it. And then it went through the window. I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do they do that? Do they have to like... It's VFX, yeah. They, right, have okay. to like, they have to like create a seam and then stop and then keep filming from the inside yeah, of the car okay, right. and then morph it, yeah. You can't really do that practically, I guess. <laughs> you could split the window open, but you there's got to be a gap there anyway. They did yeah, that in okay. 1917 with it, like split the wall. Yeah, open, yeah. cool, yeah. Um, Leah, loads of really fun shots. There's, there's a sequence where for no reason the whole sequence is shot with like a really wide angle uh, following this guy, yeah, and it's like a, there's a reason. Well, there's a reason why it looks very different to the rest of the movie, but it's very, yeah, it looks yeah. But the fact that sick. it's this cool, like fisheye wide-angle lens that's almost like they've almost like they've stuck a GoPro on something. It's like it's POV, but they're in the shot. Yeah, yeah it's very, really cool. very cool shit. Um, there's like a sh- the one that stuck with me was like the this aerial shot of this coffee mug, where the or like a tea mug, where the camera sort of like slowly moves over the top of the tea. Yeah, and yeah. And it's like, <laughs> that's cool, but you don't need to be doing they're that having, shit. They're having I mean? so much fun It's fun. It. It's fun to watch. It's yeah. so entertaining to watch. The cinematography is not doing a lot of work in this movie, but really elevating it beyond like just being a normal, even if the script wasn't great, yeah, just being a normal slasher or horror or whatever. It's not really a slasher, sorry, but a horror. Um the the cinematography really puts this in like the upper echelons of these kind of movies because it's visually so compelling. It's so cool. Um, yeah. Can we do like our first mild? I was trying to see who the cinematography is, can but anyway, yeah. Can we do like our first mild, not a spoiler, but uh, it's kind of revealed with the first ten minutes of the movie? Yeah, sure. Okay, it's, cool. So this is the first thing where it's like if you don't know, it's better if you don't know. But if you guys are listening or whatever, it's not a major spoiler. So um, mm-hmm. the way that he wrote this movie, the guy I watched an interview. He yeah. was saying that he found some book 
that was called like I, I can't remember. He said it was written by some security consultants or some sort of expert in like personal security, and it was called the Art of Fear or the Gift of Fear, something about that. Sure. And he said part of the book was basically this list of like all these tiny little like micro red flags that women have to pay attention to and men don't even think about. Right. Or it was like a list of little micro red flags that like, it's like you should be thinking about this. Things sort of stuff. that men might do that would indicate that they have ulterior motives or yeah. intend to yeah. be violent or, or yeah. And apparently, you. and apparently this movie started as a writing exercise where Zach Kreger said, I just want to write as a scene where the dude is doing as many of these as possible. And how unnerving that would be. Yeah. yeah. And he said, like, he just found it interesting as a thought exercise to be like, oh, it's crazy that, like, um, it's something that, like, women would probably find, like, very unsettling. And some guys watching the film might not even notice. Uh, and so the, the, the examples For the record, that I'm, I'm a good feminist Because I noticed <laughs> all of that shit well, The way that it's shot Makes you feel very fucking unsettling And it, it, does, yeah. it does a really good job But the, the way that, the, the examples he used Were like um, Someone giving you like a, a A very nice compliment You didn't ask for Or yeah. like initiating Physical contact Even if it's not in a sexual way And like he says like, she, He asks what her name is And she says Tess And he's like Oh that's a pretty name And it's like Yeah Oh that's it's so weird Why would you say that yeah. That's weird dude Or like going out of their way To do favours for you There was all this sort of stuff And yeah. he basically was like I'm going to write a scene That ticks off This is a to-do list As many of these yeah. things as possible yeah. And he said crazily Again just like this guy Being like oh, I guess I just fluked my way Into a great script He was like No I didn't have an outline For the script I didn't know mm. where it was going I just started writing Chronologically um, Yeah And so he said that So basically the whole thing Where Tess gets to the Airbnb And there's another guy there He was like Well I'm going to play I'm, I'm going to imagine It's Bill Skarsgård And I'm going to like Make him Act like a Because that guy looks Busted yeah. <laughs> Act, I'm gonna make him like act like uh, you can't quite tell whether he's being a creep or whether he's a nice guy. Yeah, and doesn't just realize all this stuff. Yeah. And he 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 said he wrote them to um, get them down in the basement. Yeah. So as we were talking about, Bill Skarsgård says, "I'm gonna go and have a look. Just don't leave. Just stay in the house." You don't have to come down with me, but I don't know what you saw down there. And yeah. I, he almost minimizes it, where he's like, "That sounds crazy." Yeah, you know. And so he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna go have a look. Just don't leave me here." Yeah. And then he says, "I'll be th- like three minutes." And then he goes downstairs, and she's waiting, and she's waiting, and she's waiting, and she doesn't fucking hear anything. Yeah. And so she's like, "I can't remember his name, but Bill." She's like, "Bill." Yeah. Oh, it's Keith. 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 Keith's a funny name to have to. It is very well. not good. Keith. Uh, anyway, Keith. Um, yeah. so she ends up like, you know, she's standing right at the front door of the house. Yeah. She's ready to go, and so then she's like, they played it very well. Where the whole way through, it's completely unbelievable. It's like she's him is crazy fucking murder torture. Yeah, and room. you're like, leave. And she's like, leave. And she is like, no, no, fuck you. I'm leaving. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah just give me just give me two minutes. Two minutes. And she's like, fine, two yeah, minutes. Yeah, he's like, I haven't seen what yeah. you saw and what you're saying sounds crazy. Let me just check it out and then Then we can both we go, can sure, go. you're right. Yeah. And so then two minutes pass and he doesn't come back. Yeah. And at this point, I'm still like, this, this motherfucker He's is, waiting down there for her. He's going to murder her. Yeah, absolutely. And then it's all this thing where you th- you thought she was fucking out. It's like um it's like I watched American Hustle recently and the way they get cut the way that the way they get Jeremy Renner's character to like accept a briefcase of money after he's been saved for fifteen minutes, he won't. He's like, I fucking walked away. I was walking away. It's the same thing. Yeah, it's like, yeah, exactly. It's like she was fucking out like of the house. You were gone, you were done, you were yeah. ready. Yeah. Um uh, and she calls down the stairs and she just hears this vague like Help. 
Yeah, fuck. Nope. God, I hated that. And bit. I'm still like, oh, I'd, oh. Yeah, because he could just be waiting there, trying to lure her into the fucking yeah. room with the camera or whatever. And she gets all the way down like a second hidden. Pair yeah, she of finds stairs. another hidden this door. Creepy fucking dungeon staircase Which going I was all like, the way down. The film had to earn that second door. Yeah. Like, if that was just there, it would have been funny, but it was not fucking funny. Yeah, it was terrifying. That was yeah. awful. <laughs> and like, we'll just say. Do not open that cunting door. Yeah. <laughs> Don't fucking go near that door. Yeah. And we'll say she gets down to the bottom of the stairs and uh, Ke- Keith is not the bad guy in this story. Yeah, something, and that was, something's actually happened to Keith. Some, Ke- Keith's like, we're not the only ones in this basement. Yeah. We're, yeah. Fucking chilling. Oh, man, so awful. sick. And apparently the way he got that idea was he was like... He By the way, the way that that moment is revealed to you yeah. was one of the jump scares in this film and it was the only jump scare I've ever had in my entire life I think I was telling you about yeah. this the only jump scare I've ever had in my entire life where not that. only did I startle but I involuntarily yelled <laughs> it got like it got me to go like ah! <laughs> that's the only time that's ever happened to me man I actually think I don't scare particularly easily I think I feel tense but I don't get that like involuntary like I don't scream or anything and this movie earned so much (laughs) something comes out of the dark and I was like I yelled it was was so so it was it's like I pissed myself it was so (laughs) so weird to feel myself like involuntarily do that that's like the second time you've mentioned pissing yourself Uh, did you actually piss yourself and you're like oh imagine if I pissed myself that would be fair enough no it just felt like it just <laughs> felt like a horror movie has never made me. Uh, it's made me like white knuckle the seat. Yeah, but it's never made me like <laughs> lose control of my body. <laughs> you oh, know what bladder, I mean? Right. I guess that's why I'm con- comparing it to yeah, pissing it would yourself. Be fine if you it's like, yourself. It feels weird. Look, if you piss yourself, you could just tell me. It'll no, be fine. I just screamed warm in my lap. It's, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, uh, I would tell you <laughs> if I pissed myself because it would be such good content. But I oh, regrettably yeah. <laughs> did not. <laughs> regrettably, I didn't piss yeah, myself. Fortunately, I didn't pee my pants. <laughs> yeah. So like, uh, it got me, and I, I love oh, so good. I mean, so the way that he but described it, felt so it, earned. It was not. Yeah. Because it spends like. A solid 10 minutes leading up to that yeah, fucking scare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's the pacing of this film, not the Lee pacing, the actual, <laughs> the actual pacing, pacing, is so good. It's so yeah. slow. It really lets her... Because she's deliberating. She doesn't want to yeah. fucking go back down there. Yeah. But it's torturous that and she's like conflicted about hearing these fucking screams. Yeah. And oh, I think this is something that does really, awful. really believably yeah. is it's... Um, I don't think there were very many moments where I was like... You're an idiot. Don't go down there. Yeah, like it's yeah. it's like it's like yeah. She 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 saw the creepy thing and immediately wanted to walk away. Yeah, and then the guy gave a very reasonable explanation. She's like, "It's reasonable." And then she hears a fucking guy crying, "Help!" Mm. And I was like, "Oh, I I think some people wouldn't go down there. I believe that she would go down mm. there." Yeah, totally. I would believe that you hear the fucking creepy, cre- the, the fucking help. And you're well, like, she's it's like I think she kind of begrudges because what actually ends up happening before she goes down there is this guy hasn't just been creepy. They end he up ends having up, a nice like rom com. She's kind there of to moment. work on a music documentary, and she's like, oh, "I'm doing this special on these uh, Detroit, this Detroit producing group," and he's yeah. like. I'm very deeply involved with that group. And at first you're like, come on, dude. Like, yeah. you can't keep that lie up. Yeah. And he, but he's he like, really is. Yeah. And they talk about music all night and they end up sharing the bottle of wine. And so yeah. it ends up being yeah. this. this like, so he's really endeared herself, himself to her. Yeah. And they're kind of almost like friends or like, you know, there's an, there's an alliance there now and a connection there. Yeah. That means that she just feels strongly enough about this guy. Yeah. To 
be go- compelled to go back and see if he's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, awesome, awesome mm. opening to a movie. And by I the think. way, so we kind of we're kind of bearing the lead on this or, or it it kind of isn't we're talking mostly about the plot and the story, but um every element of this movie is very good. And I mean <laughs> and I mean without if, if if any of these elements were weaker, it wouldn't feel you wouldn't feel as compelled as you do. So like yeah. Georgia Campbell's performance, it's great, excellent, yeah, really, honestly, perfectly gets you on board with why her character is there, and she's got to play that tension and that yeah. conflict on a razor edge mm. because if she's like if she feels too uh, standoffish, it's going to come off as like funny when she goes back down there. It yeah. doesn't at all. You really believe that she's really conflicted about this. You believe her terror. The- Bill casting. Skarsgård is perfectly on a knife yeah. edge. The, the Bill Skarsgård casting, I think, is such a cool idea. Genius. Of like playing it's with like a- Promising Young Woman. Yeah. Where they cast all of those nice guys to be the rapists. Yeah. Because they're like, these are funny guys that you remember. You're going to like them. Yeah. And then they're going to betray your trust. The moment the door opens and it's Bill fucking Skarsgård behind the door, I, I was already like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> this, yeah, I was already like, this guy's a fucking murderer. Yeah, and th- yeah. there's a there's a, there's a line where he's like, well, I'm, I'm a monster? And, <laughs> and that got a laugh. Yeah, what, do you cinema. think I'm some kind of monster or some yeah. shit? Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Um, he plays the perfect amount of like, he's not... He does these little things where he like compliments her and does stuff for yeah, her. Yeah, the creepy and, like, little gestures. Touch, touches her in a way where like you can totally see how he thinks. He doesn't think he's being creepy. Yep. He just thinks he's being nice. And he's like bump, stumbling over his own words and tripping over himself in a way that... He's awkward, yeah. He's like awkward and endearing. Yep. And he uh, he plays it so well. Yeah, right on that knife edge where you're like... he's. You can't quite tell whether he's a creep or just clueless. Yeah, it it feels like he is trying to disarm her and get her defenses down. Yeah, because he's like, I'm. I promise you, I'm fine. I know why you're on guard. I promise you, I'm not. It would be like what you would do if it was an act. Yeah, but it's also what you would do if you really just wanted someone to trust you. Yeah, you know a, that's, that's what's so fucking hard about it. Yeah, and that's apparently so when he got them, he when he was writing it in Sydney, he said he was like he wrote them getting down into the basement. He was like, "Well, I know that it, the most obvious thing to do would be to make Bill Skarsgård the bad guy." Yeah, so I'll so um, you have to do something. Else. I'll do something else. But like, oh, this person comes out of the dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, "I don't know where I'm going from here," but this is the rest of the movie. Um, yeah. So I, uh, but also, sorry, just to to keep going on that on the thread that I was going on. So the performances have to be perfect for us to feel so invested. Yeah, the cinematography is really entertaining as we yeah, talked about. Yeah, and it's not flat in a way that a lot of horror movies are, where it's like, oh, we have this cool concept, but the 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 uh, the the camera work could just be like cookie cutter color by number. No, it's, it's like really, really creative. We've said that, but yeah, really creative. The way that they make the hallway that she finds, like the way that this door swings open, um. And, and it's just like this blackness, you know, and yeah. she does this thing with like she sh- she reflects the light from a mirror to try and see. So she cool! Has no, Lots of like, little torch, creative little awesome ideas like that. And uh, and and also the production design. Then this house looks great, but then the yeah. way that she finds all this shit in the basement looks like very believable. Yeah. The way that the room that she finds with the camera and the bed in it looks, you like that's I've seen that before in other horror movies. You know, like that's yeah. that's a straight abduction room like yeah um and then like the music as well is really great, music, great yeah. in this movie it had like a really fantastic score so the point is we're like h- less than half an hour or something into this movie probably about half an hour into the runtime, yeah. time and you've just had this like master class from every department yeah in how to do really good horror 
and yeah. not not just like conventional horror. I would say like very creative, fun, interesting horror. Yeah, and, and then there's been, like and it's been scary. It's been fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then so, there's something that's really fucking scary. Yeah. And so is this like second mile spoiler? Yes. Okay. This great. Is the so, sec- so now we're at the we're at the first turn in the movie. Yeah. Which is after. Uh, Bill Skarsgård and Georgina Campbell go down, both go down into the tunnels yeah. in the basement and something happens. Bill Skarsgård, so this is it. This, this is the spoilers. This is the second do phase. We, I mean, we don't, do we need to say exactly what happens? Because p- I think people should go and see it. Something okay. happens S- to Something happens and you're like, okay, one of them is dead. Yeah. For sure one of them <laughs> For is sure dead. one's dead. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then it immediately... Why hard- are they fucking dead? Oh yeah, it hard cuts... Uh, and it's Justin Long driving in a sports car, singing to the Bee Gees or something in like Malibu or some yeah, shit. Yeah. And this is driving like, on an ocean road. Yeah, it's like a hard Bright cut. sunlight, and you can't tell whether it's like a week later. It's someone or getting like so. It cuts from someone getting their head caved in. Yeah, way too long <laughs> to Justin Long. Hey. In a sports car in a convertible, taking a phone call from his agent or some shit. Yeah, and you find out that Justin Long is an actor. Uh, the character's name is. It's well, not, I already knew that yeah. going into the cinema because <laughs> Justin Long is playing an, he actor, is an actor who uh, has character AJ just been accused of sexually assaulting an actress on a set on a movie he's just done. Yeah, uh, and you get the idea that like he did it, and he's just this. He's this clueless. Fucking, um, it's certain things certainly don't look very good for him. No, yeah, he, he's, he's he's like, what is she accusing me of raping her or something? Right. And they're like, yes, she's accusing you of raping yeah. her. Yeah, so y- you get the uh, so, and the movie. Um, so I think what, something that's very cool with Justin Long's character is that, like, um, the way they just play him to be a total piece of shit, uh, and then you're just with Justin Long for like the next hour. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> uncompromisingly, yeah, it rules. Yeah, um. So Justin Long owns this house. Yes, he's the landlord, right? And he, <laughs> Hell yeah, he goes back uh, to like work out the visit. He like goes to visit this house. So he goes uh, to see his agent, and the agent's like, "You have to sell your house in and LA. all his money to pay it's for fucking his, killing yeah. you." And he's like, "What about all my Detroit Shit. places?" Yeah, and the guy's like. Your LA house is what's killing you. Yeah, and then he's and then the next cut is like him going to Detroit. So it's yeah. just showing he's he doesn't want to give up on any of his lifestyle. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. Um. So basically, he's there in the Detroit house to like see if he can see if he can sell it. Uh, I I feel like this sucks that we're just going through the plot. Um. Sure. Well, I think the entertaining part of this movie is watching the plot unfold. <laughs> so if yeah. you like, okay. We're hitting a point where I we're just dancing if, around. If spoilers. you're interested, if you're interested in seeing this movie because yeah. you like horror films, if you're ever going to go and watch a horror film in a cinema, yeah. I would say it probably should be this yeah. one. Go with friends. Yeah. If you're the type of person where you're like, it doesn't matter what you say, I'm never fucking seeing. Just tell me what the end of the Just tell me how it goes. Yeah, okay, cool. okay, fine. From now on. We're going to tell you what the fuck cool, happens. Okay. We're I feel like spoilers. I feel like last episode we very elegantly did this and I was like, man, go us. We very elegantly did that. This, <laughs> we really took that th- th- this, yeah. this week is the week where you could really fucking see the streets. You can't do it but with horror movies. Yeah, just, just because we go. love this so much. Okay, so um, the the way that this movie ends is, just to rip the band-aid off for anyone who doesn't give a fuck or yeah. has already seen it, uh, is the thing in the basement. Uh, so you see the the bit that I was saying we don't need to say earlier yeah. is that there's a some sort of... A horrific naked creature 
and she uh, comes out of the dark and just fucking kills Bill Skarsgård. Beats his fucking head against the yeah. wall. It goes on for so long. It's yeah. terrible. And Tess's character survived and has been kept prisoner by this like naked, creepy lady yep. in the basement for like weeks. And you find out that these people, this like naked, creepy lady who looks like she's like 60, mm. has been like living in this fucking house for years, like, in decades the and decades and decades. Corridors under the house in yeah. the dark. Yeah. Movie flashes back and you find out that the house in the 1980s used to belong to... Uh, this middle-aged dude who is secretly a fucking serial killer. Yeah, serial he, killer, incestual pedophile. Yeah, and so he is like he is like kidnapping women. He is like assaulting them in his basement. He's videotaping that shit. He's doing god knows what with their bodies, and he is like having. Well, he's like fostering children with the children of them. Oh yeah, man, it's and really so fucked up. This stuff. Lay, th- th- this creature is like the the incest baby of an incest baby of an incest baby that's been living in this basement for yeah. decades. Yeah, uh, and is obsessed. It's like a. It's called the mother, I think. Yeah, it, 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 she's like obsessed with keeping a baby because. He put her in a room with this videotape about early yeah. motherhood, so that's kind of the only stimulus she's had for years. Yeah. So fucking creepy. It's very creepy. Uh, and so most of the second half of this movie is Justin Long getting to his house uh, and like measuring shit up with yeah, a measuring so tape. Th- it's such. It, it takes half an hour to earn this. This is my favorite bit in the movie, I yeah. think, or at least like the bit that I admire the most technically in the writing sense is like when he gets there. And he, and you're you, still in horror movie mode. You're like, oh man, you've just seen the house, someone's bro. head get fucking caved in, <laughs> right? And so he gets there, and there's suitcases and stuff because it's all the shit from the other two people that have been there <laughs> yes. is still there. <laughs> yeah. And he calls. He's trying to call people, and he's like, "Why is there someone in my fucking house?" Yeah. And they're like, "There isn't anyone in your house." And he's like, "There's shit in my house. Do I have a squatter?" Yeah. And they're like, "I don't know what to tell you, sir." Anyway, yeah. bye. And so he <laughs> goes through the process of discovery that the other two people that you just watch them go through. It's yeah, like ten go, minutes later. Goes down into the basement. He opens the secret door, yeah, and he's like, "What the fuck?" And you're like, "He's going to be so horrified, or something's going to jump out at him, or whatever." Yeah. And instead of that, he goes, "Oh shit." There's so much more space down here <laughs> yeah. that I can rent out. He like sees the room with the bed and the camera that's so fucked up. He's, he's like, like a what bedroom. the fuck? <laughs> and then he starts measuring it with this tape measure to see how much extra square like, footage he has below his house. And you're like, this guy is irredeemable. It's like, so sick. He cannot be re-educated. He opens up like the secret door into the creepy dungeon stairs. Yeah. And he's like, oh fuck you. And it's like measuring every stair. Yep. There's this part where the there's this part where um Georgina Campbell has like seen these fucking like uh cages that look like they're like dog cages yeah. and it was one of the scariest moments of the first half hour of the film and he sees him he's like oh what the fuck and then the next cut is like him running the tape measure past them <laughs> still like he just doesn't fucking care at all they've got blood on them it and rules he is just so hard so busy obsessed with how he gets his fucking money back yeah it's, it's awesome it just gets you so it gets his character so far offside so effectively yeah that it just it's like <laughs> yeah this guy this guy sucks he's stupid he's like one of the most unlikable characters I've ever seen in a really yeah. enjoyable way. Yeah. You know? Um, and so then the whole... He's an idiot too. He's yeah, so he stupid. sucks. <laughs> he sucks so bad. It's awesome. So the second... Look, my favourite... Oh, we just jumping around. So, I feel uh, like you can't just... It's actually hard to write a character that sucks yeah. like that. You so know? 
uh, he like he like definitely did this assault yeah, thing. Yeah, he catches up with a friend uh, in the bar, and he's like, "No, at first she was like super keen, but she just like took some persuading." Yeah, it's like you fucking. Yeah. Um, so he like so bad. he ends up getting captured by this fucking monster, and she goes back for him. And you're like, "No, don't go back for him. He yeah. fucking sucks." Georgina Campbell goes back for him. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the final confrontation happens on top of like a water tower. Uh, yeah, they both escape from the house, but it's nighttime, and Georgina Campbell f- figured out at one point that she was gonna she roams around the town at night, and so they get chased. Yeah, yeah, um, and he pushes her off the water tower because yeah, she's been shot in the leg by him <laughs> in the dark when he had like no trigger discipline and just shot her. <laughs> Because he thought it was he thought it was the mother, but and he just fucking shot. He's like, oh man! And then she survives, and, and she, he's literally like, "You're not going to make it. You have to be bait. I can still escape." And he shoves her <laughs> off the fucking roof, dude. He's so bad. And then he runs down, and he's she's like not dead yet, and he's immediately yeah. like, "No, but you understand like why I had yeah, to do it, right? To do that. You forgive yeah. me, right? It's fine. Oh, like you get it, right? No, such a no, fucking you get piece it. of shit. You get it." Oh, it's he so literally, Oscar's like not exaggerating. Like yeah. he's actually like that. Yeah. To this woman that he shot and then pushed off a Push, roof. Fuck. Good rules. shit. And you're like, oh no, of course this guy doesn't think he raped that woman. This yeah. guy sucks. It, this, yeah. this guy's a fucking he idiot. No awareness of any other human. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um So that's and then like, yeah, I mean, for a final cathartic bit where we're still spoiling stuff. So the mother character is uh, still alive. She, in an incredibly horrible way, gouges both Justin Long's eyes out and oh, then yeah. rips his skull apart. Some which, shit like that. So she's got like really long fingernails, and so there's a close up mm. where uh, it's her hands on his face, and I saw the she he's struggling, but she like positions her fingernails over his eyes. Was, oh hell, here we go! And I looked here away. I don't know what that looked like because I was like, I don't need this in oh, my you see head. It, brother. it was uh, yeah, I knew you were going to. It yeah. was so like s- such a real moment. I genuinely yeah. I don't was, know what that it looked was like. Fucking sick, I don't bro. know what it, it looked was like. Sick. I didn't see um, his eyes. I didn't see her. And this was like twenty eight. Day- you know, yeah. have you seen twenty eight days later? Like I he fucking so. goes in there. Dude. My, my favorite joke in the I whole still fucking. Remember that shit. So there was a few things like the, the bit where um right at the very when you find out that Bill Skarsgård is actually trapped down there. Yeah. Uh, and sh- the mother grabs his head and bashes it against the oh wall. Oh god. Um, you see that? And you see his head cave in. Um, yeah, I, I was like, I was shit. like so shocked that I was laughing. Uh, and then the other bit that was like so it, went on, it goes on for so long yeah. it's like she hits his head against the wall like, like three times like yeah. 10 or 12 times dude <laughs> it's like it's not three three would be fine I don't it's like people. it's like 10 or 12 times it's like bang 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 in the fucking <laughs> okay I didn't want to do the whole thing but like but it's also illuminated by I'm a phone edit it torch. so you did 12 great please thank yeah. you I did six, I think. It's like in a phone torch. So it's just like this strobing, like fucking brutal murder. Yep. It's it's sick. It rules. It rules. Um, and the so bit where, by the way, the bit that got me was Bill Skarsgård comes crawling out of the dark. Yeah, you're oh, all no. <laughs> But he's like the moment that breaks the tension with uh, with Georgina Campbell. So it, I, I seeing him, he's like... He's doing this like on all fours, like crawl thing where it's like yeah. he's oh. like he's trying to run but not on two legs. And that was a bit where I was like, oh, 
He's so <laughs> fucking scary. Oh, you were just scared that he was doing that. It's just it with the way that it, he just came it, so it fast out of the dark, and yeah. it just fucked me up, dude. Yeah, I found oh. the bit where she's actually there less yeah. scary. It's crazy. Oh, so, so the bit that you derailed me with that was my favorite other shock bit that oh, I, yeah, I laughed I know where at you're going, yeah. was um they were around the campfire with this hobo guy that like <laughs> lives in the neighborhood that was like warning him about not going outside, uh, and they're at night outside, but in his little like camp. In like a lean to <laughs> with a with a around the bonfire, yeah, and they're like, "Oh, well, you said don't go outside at night, and we're here and it's night. Are, are, are you not worried?" Yeah, he's that- like, "They're like, how have you lived here for seventeen years?" Yeah, yeah, and he's like, "Oh, he's like, don't worry. In in fifteen years, that bitch has never made it in here." Uh, yeah. And halfway through him saying that, <laughs> she bursts through the wall behind him, rips his arms off, and beats him to death with his own it's arms. It's like the most like. <laughs> I don't know. It's if this movie was less good, it would be so shit. But it's the it's just like it, it just earns it. You know what I mean? That like he she interrupts that sentence to like explode through the gyp rock behind him. Death with his own so arm. Good, oh, it rules. It fucking rocks. It rules. Bro. And there is. I like- thought you were gonna say the bit where she's so. Uh, um, Justin Long is in the caves and he is running away from Georgina Campbell. They've been split up and because the caves are quite linear, they've been split up, but the mother is between the two of them. So he runs deeper into the caves Yeah, and he finds this doorway and he's like, fuck, he's like trying to get the door open. Oh, that's crazy. And there's that this was a cool shot. Reveal. Yeah. So there's this shot that's like, it, it's him pr- like basically back up against the wall of this door. And, uh, you, it's really dark. Oh, that was crazy! It points back down the dark hallway where he's just come from, and you know that he's being chased by the the this mother character, and uh, she just emerges to the point. Your your eyes are like straining to see her, yeah. and you can just see this vague outline, and she's coming closer, and you're like, "Fuck, he's he's fucked. He's yeah. fucked. He's like totally trapped." And she sees where he is. She sees that he's against this door. And she stops and then just like slowly recedes back. And you're like, Terrifying. what the fuck is in that doorway? Yeah. Such a good way of it's doing so it. It's so earned. Like yeah. the fact that it is so, this movie handles like normal horror tropes yeah. with such fucking grace, that, dude. That it is awesome. You could, they could have stumbled on that in so many different ways. They could have had yeah, like they her like screaming or like her like running all the way up. Nothing. Just, just totally So silent. subtle. Just no like music. you just. You just see her silhouette yep. appear for like, and then just fade back. This is another one that's gonna get fucked on streaming services. Uh, this is a <laughs> this is a four K purchase for me. Fuck 100%. yeah, brother! <laughs> this is this is, actually bodies probably is too, but this is these are both like four Ks for me. This yeah. is awesome. Was, I really feel I feel blessed. That final fucking reveal in the basement was sick. All the whole. I'll I'll definitely watch Barbarian again. Yeah. Uh, the whole sequence. So there's, there's about there's about forty five minutes where they're just running around in the tunnels underground. Mm. That is so good. Interrupted uh, by s- this like wide shot thing of the fifties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Changes aspect ratio. It's in this wide lens, and it's just it's that, so clever. And you just watch this dude like for about ten for about five minutes. It's like a little heist movie. He's like where you're walking watching through the shops, buying like plastic gloves and th- drop sheets and shit. Yeah, and then you just watch him like follow a lady and then lie his way, like con his and way into the house. And even the way it follows the woman, where it's it's through, it's past him. It's like past his lap from his car's view, and 
he follows the way that she's driving in the distance. You see the cars move at the same time. Like, it's a clever shot. It's very They're cool. already doing something really yeah. clever, that and they my... just do something else even more clever. That was my favorite sequence in the whole movie, was that uh, the 80s flashback scene. Yeah. Oh, that was so it's sick. fucking awesome, was dude. It was so, so sick. It's really, really cool. Honestly, yeah. some of the... Just the most creative and technically mm. proficient filmmaking I've seen in a really long Definitely. time. I feel like... Fucking exciting on a creative level, not just uh, on, like, a horrifying... Yeah. I, f- I feel like this has sucked if you haven't seen the movie, but I think if you have seen the movie, it's fun to just listen and go, oh, how cool was that? Bit? This is... Okay, so we don't... Maybe that, maybe that's it. We don't have to talk about spoilery stuff anymore because there's other cool stuff okay, I want to talk about. Okay, out of spoilers. We're done. Uh, Welcome back if you've just tuned back in. Yes, so I was listening to lots of interviews about like how this was made and all this sort of stuff. Um, the whole street in Detroit mm. is actually a field in Bulgaria. Did they built like the street on. Yeah. yeah, that's sick. And so they built the whole street. They built thirteen <laughs> facades. Fucking tax write offs, like, dude. Yeah, they built them fucking wrecked. Yeah. Uh, and apparently, like one side of the street that's opposite the street with the main house, there's like a giant fucking like laboratory. Okay. A big wall, and so like six of the houses are built up against the wall of this laboratory. Right. <laughs> and apparently, Zach was really frustrated at the time. He's like, oh, "Fucking ruin the movie! It's it's it, and everyone's it gonna looks notice. shit. No one, you can't, you don't know. No, I didn't. But notice. apparently, there's a big fucking grey wall going behind <laughs> the back of all of the houses. You could roto that out. The biggest visual effect in yep. the whole movie is cutting that out. Is uh, VFXing in nice green grass for the sequence where everything looks good. Yeah, because Hell apparently yeah. they did, that was just they could it was because they they had like grass that was all fucked because it was some random fucking field and sure. they had all these houses that looked fucked. Apparently, for the sequence where you see the houses uh, in good condition, um, he had exactly storyboarded how the camera was going to pan around yep. and they only repaired that section of the frame. Nice. And so he said it was just like in like a like a just like in a video game where you see like a, a top down view of like what the camera is rendering. Yep. Or something like that. Oh, like it would she would like pop out as soon as it goes out of frame. Yeah. So he said like That's if, awesome. if you move the camera like an inch to the left you would have seen like a fucked house. Yep. Uh, and apparently, yeah, they just, the the easy the best way to make the grass look perfect was that they VFX the grass. That's sick, yeah. Uh, and everything else was just like Unreal Engine Five yeah, grass. He said everything else was mostly practical. So yeah, cool. The creature was like a rubber suit thing. Yeah. Yep. And he said like Played there was by like this, this Andy Circus imitator guy. Yeah. yeah. And so there was and and uh, the VFX was like very very mildly done to like get rid of some stitching on the suit or something. Mm, sure. Uh, but apparently most of the rest of that, he said in an interview, he wanted to do the effects s- so that it was something that John Carpenter could have done in the thing. Yeah, yeah. And it, I mean, yeah, it was gritty Which as fuck. It was awesome. It was such a cool touch yeah. point. Um, I think those were the only facts I sort of wanted to wanted to mention. I just had the best fucking time with this movie. It's, it's so much fun. Watch yeah. it in a big group. Watch and it with people. I, I, so I would get say spooked. Because like, I find it helpful... A lot of people find the demonic stuff scary. I would say there is like no demonic stuff in this movie. There's no. It's not. Uh, it's not supernatural. Yeah. In any way, really. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Exactly. So it's not like it's not like uh, demons and shit like that. No. Um, it's not. I would say that the thing that I found this most is closer scary, to a serial killer than a demon. Yeah. yeah. I, I would. I would say that 
in the same way as like hereditary for me the most scary thing about it was like the themes of mental illness i would say that the thing that i found scariest about this was like just just straight up like scared of the dark shit this is going to make you scared of your house at night i had to get up and get a glass of water like two nights after i saw this movie and yeah. my house is totally dark and yeah. i fully turn on every light <laughs> fucked up i'm 28 <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. it was like and i just was thinking like yeah i know i could probably soldier through yeah but i'm scared <laughs> <laughs> i'm scared it's my house at night like yeah. it's fucking yeah it's scary it's i remember shit. that shit where i just saw that shit come out of the yeah. fucking darkness yeah i'm imagining that now i would no, hear a noisemaker at the bottom of these stairs just made you yeah, make, exactly. make you walk into the god this dude no, <laughs> no yeah. fuck that i'm going back to bed yeah <laughs> I'm, I am not her character. Yeah, okay, that's right. brother. Um, I'm not. I'm not Tess. That's right. Uh, yeah, absolutely terrifying. But yes, yeah, scared of the dark type scary. Where yeah, it's just like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. That that's that's the thing that I found scariest about this. So yeah. If, you, if okay. that's the sort of stuff that scares you, I would say this wasn't like a violence. Wasn't the scary part of this? Nah, and I wouldn't no call idea. this like a. Wasn't that gory? Uh, There's a few things. <laughs> I, I would say for the most part, the reason this isn't scary is because it's kind of it's not trying to gross you out. No, it's not like a body horror. Type it's thing, just the no. most. It's very suspenseful and very tenseful. Tenseful, very nice. very tense, suspenseful, <laughs> edge of your seat kind of stuff. Yeah, there's a white knuckler. Yeah, yeah, it's great. They used to call Had me a white fun. Knuckle, the, fuck, fuck. <laughs> Leave that in. <laughs> the white knuckler. <laughs> the, the the white knuckler. Um, All got, right, I've got an excellent, better than worse than. For oh, this. good. Okay, great. Yeah, um, let's go. So. Uh, I think that this is... Oh, hold on. No, I don't. No, I don't. Okay, let me go then. Yeah, all right. So, all right. uh, In terms of horror movies that we would have seen, this uh, shits on Quiet Place. Oh, you reckon? Yeah, I think so. I like this a lot more. And it's also much scarier. I wouldn't it's say not I so much a like a monster movie. Yeah, I wouldn't say... I, I, think I really liked A Quiet Place. Uh, I, I wouldn't say yeah. I like this... I wouldn't say I like Quiet Place more than this. I'd probably okay. put them on par for different reasons. So Quiet Place would barely even be a Blu-ray purchase for me. This is a 4K. Yeah, right. So I was thinking about movies this reminded me of. Have you seen Don't Breathe? No. It's a movie about people that, like young people that break into a house and there is this like blind uh, war vet that is like uh, crazy like good at like uh, hand-to-hand combat, and he's just like he's like he's like John Wick, but like a blind old guy. Right. Okay. And they break into his house, and they don't realize that he's there until it's too late, and he like beats and the shit out of them more, in his yeah, house. Nice. And it's a, That's so, a sixty-nine-minute runtime, brother. It's a nice. fun movie. I would say I like this more than I liked Don't Breathe. Okay, sure. Uh, they're both great, but this one's just a hair better. And I would still say that I this is worse than Get Out. They're going for such different things. Yeah, but if I had to say, like, favorite horror movies... Sure, okay. What there, about Hereditary? I, I still think I like... Hereditary well, is better? Yeah, so I, I would say that Hereditary... This is a fun watch. This Barbarian's more of a fun watch, where it's like, if you want a fun movie and you also want it to scare you, uh, Barbarian's a good watch to put on with a group of people. I feel like Hereditary is just scary. It's not fun. Yeah, it's, it's definitely... I mean, it's also, like, I, I think people... There's some funny shit in Hereditary. Yeah. And in Midsummer. Like Ari Aster's famously been been quoted saying, like, Oh, I think I make comedy movies. You know? Yeah. Um I suppose but, so. but I but this is yeah, it's more enjoyable to yeah. watch for sure. So, so I would say this is uh, better than Don't Breathe. This is also better than Midsummer for me, for sure. Oh yeah. Even absolutely. though that one Midsummer like especially Will Poulter's character is funny in Midsummer, like there's funny bits. 
But this I definitely still preferred. Um, I'm trying to think of a worse than maybe Hereditary, but I well, would Hereditary probably put this on the same level. Her, that, yeah, I mean, I fucking love this movie. I, yeah. I absolutely loved it's it. So but much I was just fun. saying, like, if you like gun to my head, if you said like, you know, what's what's better, what's worse, kind of thing, that would just be my answer. Is that uh, I, get Get Out and Hereditary? Uh, higher up the list for me yeah people talk about It Follows which is that horror movie about the actually if you if you find mental mental illness freaky It Follows is probably going to be a good one for you that's the one yeah. about like where you see a random it's like if you uh, oh actually I might accidentally spoil it so I'm not going to talk I, about I, it I, I, I honestly Check might have seen it and forgotten <laughs> it's the one where they see someone you see someone constantly walking towards you at all times and it, yeah, it kills you if it reaches you and I you, might can have do, seen it and like, you can do something to pass it on to someone yeah I might have just been seeing it not yes. really been paying attention yeah. and anyway. I would say I have seen shitloads <clears throat> of like iconic old horror movies mm. and I think by comparison all of those now today to me feel either boring or silly or the one that stands out Hammy. to me is just the thing. Like that's the one. That's the only one I think that the I've thing seen. rules. Yeah. I would almost say that. Like I, I think I like maybe this. Alien as well. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, no, but I'm thinking like movies that are not scary. That if people tell you, oh, this is a good horror movie, you have to watch it. Just tell them to shut up. Like The Exorcist, not scary. Yeah. Candyman, not scary. Uh, Halloween. Fucking, I watched Carrie and Nightmare on Elm Street and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, all not scary. Yep. So this is better than all of this is more fun to watch than all of those. This is scarier than all of those. Mm. It's just not as scary as my top tier two favorites, which is Get Out and Hereditary. Sure. Cool. Nice. Alrighty. Uh, oh, do. Great needle drop uh, at the end of this movie, which I'm going to make the needle drop at the end of this. So perfect. Uh, enjoy that. I'll see you later. Thanks for listening. Another long one. Sorry, Thanks, but you know, yeah. a little bonus Ooh. treat for you. Keep forgetting it's spectacular. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, have a good week. Bye. All right, bye. Love you. Bye. Ooh.